That was awesome. Thank you. Give you guys a second to slide over into your positions. What yeah, was that? Uh, oh, right. You're going to want to grab that mic or oh, at least yeah. uh, drag it down. Yeah, you can bend it down. There you go. Cool. What was that called? Slaughterhouse. Very nice. I'm going to pull the uh, reverb off your vocal. You guys <laughs> listening can't hear it, but we're doing some cool shite here. And uh, there you go. All right. All right. Everybody. There comfy. Oh yeah! Much oh, wait, nice. Wait. There you go. <laughs> much, much better. Much better. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Back wow, Slaughterhouse. Who wrote that song? How does it happen with you guys? Do you all write together? Is that who wrote the words to that? For example, uh, I wrote the words for it and the the guitar part, the the general flow of the song. And you are Ryan, correct? I'm Ryan. All right, thanks, I'm Ryan. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we 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 have a few different ways that we write songs. Um, but this one in particular, um, and, and those like it, um, typically one of us will write the lyrics and the, the base of the song, the backbone of the song, either myself or Justin. And um, for this particular song, I did it. And then I present it, what I have, to Justin. And then he writes a part, and we get our stuff situated. And then we present it to Sean, and he puts... Um, you know his touch on it. A structure around it, sometimes some cohesion. Maybe you redefine kind of what the, uh, uh, the the time signatures are. 
Um, there's a bunch of different songs where we don't really follow a, um, well, all of our songs don't follow a traditional formula. Right. So um, it's not weird for us to go 10-4 into 6-8 and then 6-8 for a while, whether it's like, I mean, a handful of songs. I don't play the same thing for like the first, or I don't repeat myself for like the first 30-something measures. Right, and right on. It comes back around again, so a little proggy. But typically, yeah, <laughs> Ryan <laughs> and Justin. Proggy in a good way. Right. Like, Sure, undulating. You're gonna need to pull Andy, the mic get right out on the mic. Yeah. there, yeah. Get, get, there get right you can go handheld if you want, or whatever. There yeah. it is. There yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. Proximity <laughs> effect. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah, a, Don't be shy. Great. So, do you actually? So, so Ryan, in this case, like, did you record the song and pass recordings around? Do you bring them into the? How does that work? Well, it's actually incredibly convenient because Justin and I live together. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I see. And he's my cousin. So we've been doing this for a very long time. Beautiful. So we're 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 pretty good, you know, with each other as far as our styles and how to meld into each other and and mm -hmm. and what. Um, I'm the one who's been fortunate enough in the past couple of years to get welcomed into the uh, the creative mix and and cursed. Right. Nice. These guys have known each other like these said all their lives. I met Ryan in about 2004 or five. Yeah. But we've always been in various bands and writing and and playing and just recently. Actually, really? yeah, two yeah. and a half years. About three years ago, we started working with another local musician, Anthony Fiandaka. Right, God, I miss him from the scene. Uh, but it didn't didn't have the time that we needed. Uh, so Ryan and I, well, I I heard Ryan playing something, and I went, "What in the hell is that? And is it available?" Right. <laughs> and he said, "Well, that's uh, my my other band, Curse on Earth." And right. And he, was doing something else and I was like holy hell man what is that can I play something to it and he's like well there's already a drum part to it but <laughs> yeah right, um, right right you know so eventually I they he welcomed me over and yeah you, know, you yeah. can take from that side you, you well the funny me. thing is when we first started this project um Justin and I it was with a um another another friend of ours um right Greg Greg Broom it was three of us. We branched off of another band that we were in, and uh, we were solely doing um, RPM Challenge, and that right was on. that was really the only reason why we were doing this in the first place. Right. So we, you know, we we compiled a few songs together. Um, so the parameters of RPM are, is ten songs or thirty-five minutes. Right. So all of our albums are ten songs. Perfect. And yeah. <laughs> why do you need more? I mean, we couldn't do 35 minutes, so I mean, that's the only, <laughs> the only other option. Right. Um, we could also do like 11 or 12 or 13 or 27. Songs. Yeah, well, I mean, we're minimalists. Fair enough. Yeah, so, you know, whatever the... <laughs> that's a good number for an album, I think. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's easy. Um, it's between that 76th and 78th minute that the uh, recording starts to suffer, so you, yeah. you don't really want to go up into those areas. Totally. But uh, I had been, I had connected with Anthony... Um, and I had written this song, which was one of our first songs that we were going to use for Cursed on Earth called Albatross on our first album. And uh, we were playing in uh, Press... Was it Prescott Park? We, yeah, Anthony and I got together. I, I worked at Daddy's Junkie Music. And Anthony Classic. was... Yeah, totally. It's uh, That place is sorely, sorely... R.I.P. for sure, man. There's oh no stores God. like that Fred anymore. Fred Bramante, no. thank you. Uh, shout out to Fred Bramante. Is that the first one on the podcast? Uh, yes. Um so I think I think I think second one yeah really second oh one. shit <clears throat> yeah and did you know Lou did Lou DiTomaso yeah. yeah I talk to him every day oh there you go hey Lou how's this doing what do you, what do you well it's this on the, on eBay right now so 
Yeah. Hey, Lou. Lou. Listen, I just want to talk about the Beatles. Yes, I get it. The Beatles were great. Thank you, Lou. Thank you. Yeah, no, I, I heard this one time from you this other time. <laughs> Guy was awesome. Oh, this uh, but nothing so but love for Lou. Tony was there, and, and I was playing hand drums, and uh, we got to talking as as youngsters do and we ended up in prescott park playing and he said do you mind if my friend ryan comes down i was like dude you and i are sitting in a park you're playing an acoustic guitar i'm playing hand drums do you think i'm the type of guy to mind if another guy comes down to hang out and play music in a public place it was hilarious he came down and he started playing albatross i didn't know it at the time but it, it was sounded incredible i loved it had no idea like what 13 years later i'd get to write a drum track to it yeah go out and play it like that so very technically really cool. he's the first drummer curse on earth ever had i see <laughs> oh I'm sort sorry. of but yeah i had thought it was one of those sort of traditional norwegian black metal things where yeah. you actually killed <laughs> yeah. the previous drummer and went to jail him. got to out of jail too. and you, you guys were him. like eh, okay you're not brutal yeah, quite well, we enough. started this <laughs> <laughs> did you eat him yeah or? you got it well oh yeah. that's gross <laughs> no, that's a real story no you no, cook him first jesus I'm not talking about real stories. That's gross. I'm saying it's a metal <laughs> thing that happens occasionally. <laughs> Burn a couple of churches Where down, did, you know? Metal things. I just thought it was Where do you think they get all the blood jail, from? Yeah, whatever. exactly. Themselves. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, no. And pigs. Uh, wow. <laughs> so this is what happens when the keyboard player makes a joke. It's never really that funny. And see? Pity you got to make 88 jokes. Pity you'll laugh, get that. right? Right? That's exactly how it No, works. I'm trying to breathe. I was told to practice my pity laugh on the way here. Yeah. It was do a real did, awkward you did drive. Very, very, very <laughs> well. I'm a connoisseur. I'm around them all the time. <laughs> okay, so back up. So um, this particular piece, you guys worked on it together, you and Justin. So, like I said, did you make a recording and send it over to oh. Stone, or did you guys just get together in the? How did that work? Totally Stonewall. We're jamming. You brought it and started playing it, and I started playing sort of something to it, and you were like, hey, this is a song I'm working on. And I said, good, because it sounds incredible. Keep right. doing it. Yeah, right. so I'll, I'll get it to a certain point. And, uh, I mean, we've always been, you know, it's always been Justin and I playing off of each other, and then we introduce it to other people. Right. Um, but we, we prefer to have creatives in our group, you know, so we're not, we don't have to tell everyone what to do all the time. And, sure. And, you know, the songs come out much better that right. way anyway. And, um, you know, so now, now when we get together, it's more of a collaborative, you know, I'll, I'll get to a point and sometimes I, I get blocked, you know, mental block and, you know, I'll be like, what do you guys think about this? And sometimes it'll be, you know, Justin will hit a note and I'm like, oh, that's, that's perfect, you know? Yeah. And then I'll be like, okay, so, or Sean will be playing something and, you know, it just, you know, you just, it's more of a feeling, you know, you get a feeling that it's like something could just, it's not bad, but like, it's like missing something, you know? So we'll toy around with different things and, um, you know, ultimately, you know, we don't really present anything. Like there's not many people that have heard this song in sure. particular. Sure. No, I realize right? and we appreciate that. Yeah, too. absolutely. Uh, yeah. So like last night we, um, we, we practiced it a couple of times and actually f hashed the song out the last of it the Perfect. last of it yeah in in true the muse podcast fashion bring two literal brandy spanking new ones absolutely that's great so oh the the, the other ones super new right like uh, yeah i'm expecting to mess it up cool like i one spot on that i messed up there was a little hiccup and it's like a really neat back and forth but if i don't do it it's like oh 
total train wreck. Yeah. <laughs> Get back into it. How many beats did I skip? Just keep the flow going. Yeah, just keep going. <laughs> just don't stop. I don't mean to dial it back too far, but can I use brandy spanking going forward? If you, oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, thank you. TM. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so how does the how does this work? Um, let's say you go and record a song. When you go forward and then you play it again, are you going to play it the same way? Do these songs continue to change? Um, they, there's the evolution of it. We pretty much do before we present it and put it out there. Um, we we like things to be not boring so we change a lot of stuff we you know we'll change tempos we'll change you know what basically key, not really keys but like you know what we're doing right, so it's not right. just it's not just straightforward all the way through so we do have to be really structured we practice a lot really to twice make, a week yeah yeah, yeah to wow. make sure yeah. that you know it comes across because like you know like he said if 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 he loses something he'll lose us and then th- we have songs where you just you can't get back in there's no way back in right there's no We'll catch it on the next measure. It's Once like, it's off the rails, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, we just pack up and go home. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, we haven't actually fully train wrecked. And there was one spot where, where when we entered in one show, there was, it was just off by, I don't know, if it, maybe it was a beat or two beats, and it just couldn't write itself. So right. literally eight seconds into it, I just stopped playing, and they both knew it. Like, just, okay, so we're just next... Keep it going. Keep on going. Right. Yeah. You, you you had to oh, reset. Yeah. You had to hit the reset button. Yeah. And, it, and it, it, it come, part of me says that's that's the fans or the other bands, whoever it is that's standing in front of you at whatever <laughs> local show it is that you're standing in, uh, you owe it to them to play it right. Like if you're going to get right. up there and you're going to say, hey, everybody look at me, give them a damn good reason to look at you. Sure. So. I just think the stink face is really distracting. So, you know, 50 stink faces looking at me. I'm like, I'm. How do they know I'm screwing up? <laughs> it's the beauty of yeah. lo- local music, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Very small. Nobody really knows it. No, we meant to play it that way. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but no, we, we typically, everything gets written, and then we'll go to the Stone Church or something like that for uh, just bounce it off some people, go to the our, our favorite local place, the Teetotaler, uh, over in Summers. Oh, Wood, yeah, that place is awesome. The place yeah. is cl- yeah. like killer as hell. It, you literally feel like you're walking onto a movie set or a music video right? set. Do so you, br- you bring your equipment or you mean like, is this like an open mic where you just sit on the drums? How bring does that equipment. Or you bring it yeah. right in. Yeah. Yeah. Share, right? Either I play it on hand drums or oh, I'll, I see, I'll right. play it. But that's, we'll get it kind of worked out so that it, we get a really, that's the response we want. We pretty much settle into that. Um, there's yeah. some parts where I'll do it different every single time. Um, like the, the song Fished that we have that's... Uh, I'll stay within the same structure and I'll repeat two groups of it three times and, but I'll do it slightly different each time. Um, I have a, I grew up on jazz a lot and, uh, Oh, did Jack, uh, fumigate you it's, over it's there? It's okay. It's okay, buddy. We're still friends. Um, he only woke up just to do that. He's back to sleep now. <laughs> he had too many chicken fingers before. Yeah. <laughs> I was a big fan of jazz. Yep. Growing up, listened a lot, and uh, still some of my favorite stuff. Some of those those drummers are out of their damn minds. <laughs> and uh, the way that they they write and the way that they play it it allows them to stay interested. And right, me being super ADHD, I need to stay interested. So we'll change it a little bit, but essentially, we play it the same way. Right. You know. All right, so I have a tendency to ask questions that are too big on this podcast, so let's just dive right in. Go for uh, it. Since, since you're going down that, that sort of road anyway, you know, you, you grew up this way, you're listening to something that's a little bit more complicated, and you like to keep it moving and that kind of thing. 
So a song like this one comes along. Song like song, a song like Slaughterhouse comes along. It's time for you to put some drums to it. How do you know what to play? How do you... How, how does that process work? You just go, oh, got it. Or you work on maybe some grooves, and you're like, let's see if that groove fits onto this. Uh, it depends. Um, sometimes the, the he'll play something, and the the rhythm of it is just obvious, and it's it's in, uh, indisputable. Thanks. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I'll let. I'll just let it remain. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it just it needs to be played this way. Could I mess with it and do something different? Sure, but you know. And he does. I mean, he'll do totally. something and be like, "Yep, yeah, no, no, we got to go back." And yeah. and some songs I'll hear it five different ways, and I'll just in my head go, "That that could go this way, it could go that way, it could go that." It, it'll be awesome any any which way. Um, but then I'll settle into one, and I'll kind of. I do look at, at Ryan to see what Ryan's really grooving with, but if Justin, if his head starts going, I'm like, that's the one. Okay, so we'll stay on that one. Yeah, he's the real boss. So the, 100%. So the expiration. He's the filter, right? Yeah. Right. When, it, when He knows when it's good. When he says yeah. no, there's, that's it. Right? There's, his, there's a period after that. No. His, his bullshit <laughs> Full level stop. is, is <laughs> absolutely, there's no gate on it. It's like off. There is no bullshit squeaking by, and there's no bullshit coming out. It's a great guy to have in your band, <laughs> man. <laughs> Sometimes people just pump each other up too much. If you right. have someone oh, who yeah. says, no, that sucks. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. That's great. I'm yeah. just trying to keep up with these two. <laughs> <laughs> so you're kind of exploring it on your on a personal level. But when you're actually making the decisions, it's back to being a little bit of a social thing where you're looking around and seeing how is this hitting the people around me. Very much. And I'll, I'll, <clears throat> I'll kind of move things around based on what they're feeling. But sometimes I hear something that's starkly different and I'll I'll. I'll lay it out and say, what do you think of this? Is this something that is, is, uh, th that you would say is something that you could, you could play to, you could, you could feel good about. Um, and if they're like, no, then I switch it to something else. But, uh, for the most part that, that doesn't happen like that. These guys have total creative freedom in mind and right. have from the start. It was pretty much, if you want to change our songs, change our songs. If you want to play them the same, play them the same. Um, though I, I do enjoy a bit of, creative freedom well i mean but you said right off the top um well this song just needs to be played this way i guess that's kind of where i'm i'm focusing okay sure yeah what um, do you what does that mean like you just does it just flash on you or is it an oh, experience yeah. thing what do you yeah, think no i i got pretty adept at um picking things out very quickly and just being able to play to them and jam with them and um, I, I credit most of that to going through the ringers every single week on the chit chat stage with Bob Beal down in, in Haverhill. Let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah, so you, you were, were like, you were the, like house, the house drummer. Yeah, oh, yeah. Please, no, please go ahead. <laughs> you know, I'm just yeah. You were the house drummer that like epic open mic for like epic. a long time, Jesus. right? Jesus, epic. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I guess I. It was weird because um, I w I relished the chance to get to play every single week with Bob. Uh, yeah, I, I, so many people know him. Local legend on the on the guitar, killer, killer guitar player for sure. Um, and he had this magnetic sense about him that everybody wanted to see what he was doing, and and hear what he was doing. More importantly, and so when people were like, "How do you? Why do you bring your drum kit down from New Hampshire every single week?" And I'm like, "Dude, I get to. Are you kidding me? Yeah, right. If I minded breaking down my drum kit and moving it and setting it up, like." You're, you're asking a mechanic, why did you take a part and put that car back together right. like it was put together already? If I minded this, I'd do something else. For sure. 
So every week I'd break it down and I'd move it down to Haverhill and I'd set it up. And I had the absolute pleasure of getting to play with countless incredible musicians, right. you included. Right on. <laughs> I mean, I got to get on stage with that guy, Duncan, sitting right there to your right. And I'm going to blow his head up just a little bit. I've played with him a number of times. I know He's you have. He's quite excellent. He is. So, um, but there was this thing that Bob and I used to do just for a side and aside, uh, he came up with it. It was, um, um, uh, what was it called? The, uh, recycled rock. Can oh yeah, you? for sure. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, uh, he would start playing a song and you'd be like, Oh, I know what that is. And then he would change the words and he would be singing a different song and he would just change the words and be singing a different song. And the joke was all of these pop songs are written the exact damn same way. Right. So I would be the drummer going through all of these different bands and you need to make that sound like it fits the song in order to make people believe it's that song and right. then go, holy crap, it's that song also. And it's that song. And that so, one and the next one. And, and it was one, like 10 one. minutes long. And then eventually the, a YouTube video came out. Some guys were Someone doing else it in did Australia. It, right? yeah, yeah. And I was they like, went viral. That was bullshit, sons right? of bitches. For the record, internet, that was Bob Beale. In the at, 90s, he was the, doing yeah, that. Yeah, that was Bob Beale. Um, that's not those Australian dudes. They they must have been in the area or something. <laughs> you know, I mean, it ought to be fair, it's kind of a low-hanging fruit idea. It totally is. But... It totally still it, the, Bob the industry was, yeah, <laughs> the industry was begging for that. Yeah, for they sure. wrote the it's same Bob's fruit. damn song yep. over and over and over and over again. And that's like Ryan touched on it a minute ago. We strive very much for if we've heard it, if someone's done it, don't do that. That's stupid. If you're going to make art, make art. If you're going to be a performance artist, be a performance artist. <clears throat> but don't call yourself a musical artist. If you're not changing, if you're not evolving, if you're not pushing into areas that other people haven't done, stop calling yourself a musical artist. If you like playing music, if that's your medium and you want to get on stage and perform and put on the show and like get your your fans all hyped up, that's cool, but that's performance art. Like give credit to the people that made this stuff in the studio way back in the day. What was that woman's name who's responsible for like 75% of the bass rhythms that came out of Oh, uh, Carol K. Carol K. Carol K. Yeah. yeah, she's the fucking best. The fact that like just very few people know who she is kills me. Right. I mean, and you know, uh, more timely one was uh, Hal Blaine, right? Recently passed. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, like give credit to the creators. I love that you guys are doing this podcast, by the way. It's really. Yeah. You Thanks, guys so are super right, right up Thank my you. alley. It's just with an this. excuse to get hammered. You don't need an excuse. You don't need an excuse. But it helps. <laughs> it does. It do, it, I can think of worse things to be doing For while sure. you're getting hammered. For this sure. is pretty, you know, low impact. <laughs> and quite productive, actually. Yeah. Nobody uh, dies when somebody says, hey, hold my beer. Right. <laughs> to be fair. Uh, uh, it was just like a sick drum fill afterwards. <laughs> to be fair, we've, no, we've only actually been hammered legitimately together on this podcast once. And that podcast is kind of a... The Lost Podcast. Oh. <laughs> Say no more. <laughs> it exists. Who cried? Who cried? Well, I cried. All, all the of time. us did. All of us did. That's, that's, yeah. it, you'd have to go way harder than that. I mean, I'll, I'll probably cry <laughs> during this one. But uh, you yeah, can, you can one, get them tonight. You can get no, them. We still we still haven't decided whether that one's gonna drag tears out of you. Oh no. <laughs> Tears are easy. I'm not sure if we're gonna play this podcast for the public, is what I'm saying. I got you. Know? you. Yeah. I mean So it's good. Little, so yeah, it's, it's, I don't it's know. definitely I don't something. So. 
to tie it back in, it all started that. that that all started at the chit chat. And so we also played R.I.P. Man for the chit chat. I gotta say, I love that place. I miss that place. I love man. to hate it, but it's I one of the only places in Haverhill that you could go and not get stabbed. You know. But you also probably could you if could. you were tried. You right? totally could, yeah. but they didn't let in anybody with uh, white, we'll, we'll call them white tank tops. That yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Frilberg turned him right around yeah. at the door. No fella, not tonight, bye. Yeah, he was good at that. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> what 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 has, has become of the chit-chat now? Yeah. I, I don't know. It's, uh, I think it's a country, right? yeah, is that country it is? bar or something like that, and it's like, all right, man, that's it's not jazz, but... So we, we uh, Briggs, you and I played there with Phil... Correct. Was that right towards the end then? Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was close and to we, it. Close I have to a really it. interesting, I have a cool photograph from way in the back where you got all the colors of all the different. Nice. I always think of that place being really just black yeah. and old. Yeah, with black that, walls with, with black neon live yeah. at the chit chat. Oh, that was awful. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was oh, awful. And the air no, conditioner. That's the best part. The air conditioner would just drip on me every single I mean, <laughs> if you want to start a list of what's bad about the uh, chit chat, we'll be here all it's night. It's there. Yeah, yeah, you can find the things. Yeah. There were plenty. The bathroom situation is the worst ever at that place. Oh, my God. I mean, I guess they had a bathroom, so it could have been worse. But They had one. But you could tell every time. Time. The, the, the bathroom was so small you could maybe fit one person and then every now and then you know you'd see people going in pairs and it's like oh coke coke yep coke, <laughs> coke. there's no other reason to go to a, in, into that bathroom wow. yeah for sure so were you also playing for other people i played for everybody yeah so you'd anybody who wanted some drums and, and, and sometimes uh somebody would say no um you know there were a couple of times that like uh, i don't it's not bad to call anybody out, right? They're playing their music. They're doing yeah, their thing. They, they don't need to have a drummer on the stage. Sure. Um, or just not used to it. Yeah. There, there were a couple of guys who play on a more national level who would pop through and say kindly, no, thank you. And I'd say, okay. That's fine, right? That's, yeah. Yeah. Dude, so open mic. Tough. You're there to do your thing, right? I'm here if you want me. Yeah, if you exactly. Don't want me. But right? the, more often than not, it was just a lot of local guitar players and, and some bass players uh, who would be like, yeah, man, if you'd want to just... Uh, play along and I'd say you know you tell you what I'll give you my criteria give me the time signature uh, relative cadence what you're looking for and look at me for breaks that's all I ask and I would just make up drum tracks to all of their songs and sometimes they would get a really good response and they'd come back the next week and it was almost like I got to iron out drum parts for how many I mean dozens and dozens right. and dozens of artists there's a lot once. of regulars at that thing too oh my you know god man that thing had a follow that's the type of open mic that everybody dreams to create and every bar dreams to have right for sure i mean the you fact know. that there's a house drummer if you wanted you know oh, yeah. like that's great with that kit, yeah yeah like just yeah. there it is i mean i when i when i put this kit together i put it together and i bought it and that was that it wasn't like my childhood kit where it was like add this here and add that there right. and add that like i designed that uh i got a a partial from Sabian. So I just, I picked out all of the symbols that I want based on the sound and I, I matched them all together and same symbol set. It's all right there. Um, at shows, you know, you just have to follow the rules, which right. are never share symbols and, sta <laughs> and snares. Um, and then, uh, sting your symbols. Don't crash through them. That's stupid. If you're, right. if you buy an instrument and you spend a few hundred dollars and it's not loud enough, what do you do? We're talking into mics for a reason, right? Um, you, you mic it and you make it louder that way. You don't destroy your instruments. So, yeah, same kit and same everything. And I got to play with a lot of incredible people. Uh, Bob, very, very, very much included. I mean, that was a lot of fun.
for sure. And closing out almost every single night with sober from Tool was not bad. <laughs> a goddamn pleasure. <laughs> uh, and as speaking as someone who played the Chit Chat House Drum Kit, uh, <laughs> I know why you brought your drums to the yeah, Chit Chat. Yeah, it is the that kit sucks. It, oh, it was terrible. It was really bad. Uh, it, and you know what? Uh, I mentioned Froberg a minute ago. He had an ability to make that kit not sound like junk. Yep. I don't know how. But I think it's because he played it more than anyone. And it could be. He just, totally could be. He's and like, he's no, got you that can't. vibe, right? You yeah, know, yeah. you got to get it done, right? You can't hit, hit it near that lug. It's dead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. I think it's probably a good point. I never thought of that. Well, he's an, an amazing drummer. He's actually been on the uh, podcast, too. He's a co-host for a couple of the podcasts. Yep. If you go back far enough, if you want to listen to the Frobes. I did. Yeah, I actually started listening to you guys way, way back. So oh, right on. When, Thanks, When man. you mentioned it, I was like, that's really cool. I'm going to go on that podcast Fuck that yeah. I've listened to like all of them. Beautiful. So, Ryan, uh, back up the same thing. Let me ask the same sort of question for you. Like this, for example, this, this piece of music. Do you write lyrics all the time? What happened first? Music first? Lyrics first? I think you said you'll start with lyrics. Is that right? Is that what you were saying? Yeah. I mean, this one kind of started well it starts with a feeling which is kind of that's actually kind of what i'm interested in i mean you're just driving around and you're like hey song or do you sit down and say all right it's monday i want to write a couple of songs how does that work um i think at this point i've been doing it so much that it's probably just natural at this point so like a tune will just pop into my head that's sort of catchy sort of you know just something that you know i like or or whatever and i won't even really think about it i'll just be going about my day working and, and doing something else and it kind of just puts itself together and then um then i'll either fit words into it into the tune so i have a basically i have a you know we have probably 40 50 songs that we have down really that wow. we could play um but i've got a notebook that's like an inch and a half, two inches thick of just, sometimes it's just one line and the words don't matter, but I recognize the tune that goes with those words. And if I'm missing something, I'll just flip through that and be like, Ooh, there that, it is. That, that, that'll fit. There it is. So you, so you write it down in physical form mm -hmm. in this book and you can flip through the book and find inspiration from those moments. Yeah. So like there's, so this song in particular, um, it was, I, so I don't I don't typically explain a lot of the songs that I write. If you don't want to, it's cool. No, I don't no, need no, to push no. you into something. No, no, this right. is it's it's cool. It's cool. I just don't do it cuz um a lot of people we just put it out there and then a lot of people will come back to us and be like, "I love this. It's, you know, this is how it makes me feel or this is what I think it's about and everyone's usually wrong." So, <laughs> I don't like to tell them they're wrong, Fair you enough. know, you know, you have your own connection with it. That's Especially cool. when they're dancing to it and enjoying it and smiling. You don't want to like literally tell them what it's about cuz they'll just cry. <laughs> yeah, so I just I mean, personally, I have this really big issue with the way humanity deals with things so this song in particular is called slaughterhouse and it's about uh, i was actually watching something on i think it was national geographic or maybe even some program on netflix or something like that and uh, and it was about you know raising animals to kill them and i was thinking about you know what about the animal's perspective you know you raise it you love it it loves you and then it realizes like this is it like I thought we were a family. This is, you know, but right on, yeah. So that's what it's about. That's what the first verse is about, and uh, you know, just kind of put myself 
into that mindset of an of an animal just like you know looking into your your eyes like dude like yeah. this is it huh like yeah. this sucks what it was all this is awful to. you can do me like that yeah 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 well so, it's kind of a but it's kind of a universal thing too as a metaphor as well it doesn't have to just be right. about that no scene, well so know? the second verse is actually more akin to like a parent sending their child off to war so um it's sort of a similar thing it's like you know you send me off with hope and like this is you end up in this place that people just getting cut down and ripped apart and it's like this is life this is the end of it you know this is this is what it all came to you right, know yeah so right. so how do you know when it's done enough like how do you know when you're like all right this one's good is it do you for me i for me i don't I'm not as much of a songwriter type i mean i just write music as pieces sometimes as words or whatever but for me it's usually i want to actually play it for someone else i'm like oh no shit i want to share this not not show it off but i just want to say also i know if i play it for someone it's going to sound different to me than than now. if i well also then it did until i played it oh, for someone. Yeah, yeah, i have yeah. some really great ideas until i play them in front of Briggs, <laughs> and i'm like jesus wow i was maybe, just warming up maybe no no, no. The music sounds great. Maybe go back to the words thing again. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I don't really think the, the world, words out right? very much. I just kind of say shit. But uh, no, I mean, so how do you know that it's like, okay, this is ready to go to the band or is this something that you're working with Justin or you guys? You know? um, it, it's more of a, you know, I'll get to a certain point and, you know, I have probably like a thousand half written songs in my head. And then, you know, one of them just gets to a point where I'm like, okay, what am I actually trying to say here? What's a, what's a complete thought? that I can actually turn this into or where is this going? Um, and then, you know, I, I typically have, you know, most of it at that point and I'm just like, okay, well this is half of a message. What, what's the other half of this message? And then I got to start turning my brain into, you know, something and, and, and really think about, you know, what I'm trying to say. Is that fun? I mean, is, is it, does it become work? It's, it's more to, <laughs> It's more to just get it out of my head for the love of the craft, you know, because it's this. It just keeps coming in there, and I'll go crazy if I don't get it out. So you want to you want to quote finish it. You want to get it into a format where you're like, okay, this is good enough to be done. Move it out, and then you're yeah. So sometimes I'll actually go a little overboard. I'll put stuff in there, and um, f so for example, the the song that we're gonna play later, the yep. really really brand new one. Um, that was, it started off, what was it, a minute and a half? Minute and 20 uh, seconds, something like that? It was shortish. It was right around there. Yeah. yeah, so I thought it was great, and then we timed it, and I was like, that's that's not going to work at all. And it was very linear also. So, And I don't really like that. I get bored. We get bored. So that's why we write the way we write. And uh, we don't really like to stick to anything for too long. Um, so for you know for that song, it's it's basically like, you know, I had everything that I had and the words and the message were done, but it just wasn't long enough. It wasn't long enough for the message to really sink in to, to anyone, you know? So you have to listen to it. And then right. So you aren't right. going, longer. oh, it needs yeah. to be longer for radio. You're saying right. it's just not it it's, when it's you not achieving the message that you're trying to convey right. or whatever. Yeah, no, you need to, some more space to get it to feel the feel or exactly whatever. exactly so we we shoot more for well we tend to we tend to play more um mood music than any type of genre like we're not really shooting for anything in particular 
which is another which is the reason why we don't really fit anywhere, I guess. Um, not really well. Um, so, you know, you could rephrase that by saying we're doing something that's original and creative, and I'm sure there's people out there that would dig this. Oh, it well, is. Well, I mean, that, yeah, that's. I know. mean, that's what's. That's yeah, what we're learning right. now is you yeah. know we actually do have an audience, and it's yeah. yeah pretty well, I mean, nuts. You, I'm sure there are plenty of other people that are like, I don't want to hear the same thing over and over again. I right. Want well, that's the thing. I, I I heard what Ryan and and Justin were writing, and when I heard the amount of things that could be done with it. It was almost, it was, I couldn't get onto it fast enough. And as soon as I got into it, it was like, oh my God, there are, I mean, they recorded four or wrote four volumes um, for the RPM challenge. So there's four that we're drawing from. So like Ryan said, we've got a bit of a backstock to work with. Really? These are all just kind of coming back out and being reimagined. Some a little bit rewritten, but not really. Like what was there was to my estimation, incredible. I'm thrilled to get to play drums to it and like, and bring it out there. And what I'm seeing is if I take, um, a, a creative feeling or, or not set of structures, but a, a way of approaching from different, uh, genres or not necessarily genres, but different feels where other drummers have come from to address music. If I kind of push that underneath what they're doing, it goes from being, like very folky to a little bit heavy to just really sparse. And like you would imagine, I'm, I imagine uh, more often than not that I'm in a Ghibli movie or <laughs> I'm in an anime or I'm in like a, a Wes Anderson movie or, or, or something from imagine, or, you know, like it's almost, it feels and sounds very soundtracky. So I kind of think to myself, right. How would a drummer who writes something to stay in the background, maybe a little bit off to the side, but definitely pronounced definitely there, um, kind of helping to guide a, a story along without being intrusive, which kind of is the way that I approached drumming back at the chit chat. And it like when the, uh, the story starts getting told, as far as I'm concerned, their story is very, very compelling a lot of times and you want to sink into the music. So when Ryan says it's a minute and 20, that's not long enough because it's not going to keep their attention. I mean, we acknowledge radio is dead. Like we can make a 78 minute song if we wanted to, (laughs) Definitely, but you got to sit down and give it that time. And the, and the trade off is how much time do we estimate people are going to give to each thing before they're like, Oh, I was paying attention to something else. I missed half that song. Right. Right. Um, so, I mean, typically we come in somewhere around four minutes. Um, Mm. that's, three and a half to four minutes is the, is the relative. There's a couple of that go a bit longer up to, you know, around six, six and a half. Want to play another one? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do yeah, it. Sure. You prepared to throw it out of nowhere, but I, you are, you're ready. You want to do one in the middle here. Yeah. Right? We'll, uh, we're actually yeah. going to switch instruments if that's cool. Yeah. Do yeah. your thing, man. Whatever Definitely. You uh, as you move around, you're going to hear your instruments making noise. That won't come across on the uh, thing. I'll mix that out. So don't worry about the noise you're making. Okay. Sounds good. Very good. Cool. For the listening audience, the members of the band are moving around. They're doing some banjo swapping. Yeah. They're swapping their instruments. I, I can't believe you just made me drop a G right in front of everybody. Swapping. I don't think swapping. I've ever said swapping. <laughs> Probably not. I say swapping exclusively. I know. I always say swapping because uh, I try to finish to my words. No, I don't. I know, and somehow I just fell under your spell. I fell under your. 
I mean, if you're going to say banjo swapping, you can't say banjo swapping. <laughs> you can. I, I could argue that that <laughs> you can, but it's going to sound stupid. I think what you're saying is banjo a little swapping. Pro- it's problematic. No, it's not. It's just some banjo swapping between friends and cousins. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally problematic. That was the point. Oh, wow. Very nice. <laughs> Who is uh, singing? It's the same story. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. Fantastic. See, now this is why I play the keyboard. Someone oh, else tuned it. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. It stays in tune. It stays in tune. If you're lucky. Well, it doesn't really. Well, yeah. okay. <laughs> What's this called? Uh, this is called Your Art. Let's do a little bit of different. Tell us a little bit about the song. Just a little. Oh, boy. This is, this is good. Um, so this is actually... Uh, I wrote this for a friend of mine uh, who was actually used to be in this band uh he started it with us uh he was he was dating a girl and i have i had the pleasure of of witnessing this whole debacle unfold and uh, i wrote them this song um it so basically it's about uh being with someone that you know you you can have like a uh, intelligent conversation with but then there's these times where you're just like wait a second how can you how can you have this logic in this area but it it goes away here like how so one of the lyrics is you know you can tell that the moon holds its orbit in the sky but you can't see that you're being this way right. at the same point you know right. so yeah that's beautiful. essentially what it's about beautiful and it's called your art your art whenever you're ready fellas Malevolent 
color of dark It's what you do with your eyes You crush and hold It shows I'm in control And that I can't get enough I can't get enough You and me We build it all together It's beautiful, man. Thank you. Right on. Yeah. My voice cracked a little bit. I get a little into it. it sounded good, man. Thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> it was a good crack. Clear yeah. <laughs> Crack's always good. Oh yeah. <laughs> the uh, yeah, the point that you put uh, across earlier on, what you were describing, that it comes right across. What a beautiful piece. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate nice. that. Wow. Yeah, so it's interesting. Yeah, you're going back and forth between a bunch of different ideas in that piece as well, too, lyrically. And, and uh, yeah, and Sean, I can hear what you're saying. Like, you're trying to tell a story with how right. you're going about playing rather than just uh, creating a situation and holding on to the situation and then yeah. getting out of the way. There's a bunch of different places where I try and put into whatever it is sonically that's coming out of the drum kit, whatever it is that I want somebody to be feeling because it's based on whatever it is that I'm interpreting from him so yeah we basically give him the emotions that we're looking for by playing him the song and he pushes them around i color it in he forces them on people so we don't have to (laughs) in doing that a lot of times that like there's like the song albatross changes tempo three times but it has to happen seamlessly otherwise it sounds choppy and it has to happen with something that sounds like it belongs together so that it doesn't sound haphazard and um but yeah every single Every single thing that I play in the drums is essentially coloring in what it is that I think is not necessarily there, but would support it. You have an interesting aspect to your sound we haven't talked about, which is that you don't play with a bass player. Um, I really like that a lot. I think it changes the way, not, it's not a personal <laughs> thing for bass players. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, sorry. We love defensive here. <laughs> no, you don't. For don't, the don't, record. don't think of it. Plus, also, uh, if you listen. No, I mean, I, I had the same question. I, you know, a similar question at least well, to what you go know. Ahead. I mean, well, I was going to say, why do you guys? You don't have a bass player. It works. It definitely works. You want to tackle just, that one? Is it co- a conscious thing, or is it just how should it works well, out, or should whatever? We, should we? So there was there was a gentleman that we had the pleasure of playing with. Um, Ryan met him right about the same time that he and I were talking about me coming over and um, and and playing. And 
uh, Dean Scott, if you end up listening to this, you're a gem of a human. But we um, hate you. But yeah, I hate you. No, he he was playing. No, he kidding. he plays piano beautifully, and he was playing some of the the lower end things. And then one day he said, "Hey, do you guys mind if I play cello?" And we're like, "No, let's." I mean, into hearing anything, give it a shot, right? This yeah. this kid can pick up any instrument, and within short amount of time, you'll hate him too. Yeah, you'll hate him. He'll be like, <laughs> "Oh my god, you just taught yourself cello in three months. That's pretty cool." Yeah, right. And uh, but what it did was it gave us the uh, the the inkling to entertain cello as you know a way of filling in some of that um that area of the of the low frequency sure um so we are right now working a bit with a, a cellist that we're we're considering pulling into the mix um but we went ahead with what we were doing uh when uh when dean recused himself his his playing <laughs> um he went on to, uh, uh, he wanted to be a pilot, so you can't split hours, uh, the amount that we play, and also get your hours How many in the times sky. do we hear yeah. that story? Yeah, we, Great we, you know, also play with a they pilot. They decide to become a pilot. <laughs> they gotta be where the plane goes, you know, that's how it is. He just, he just wanted to be above everybody, period. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Dean. Love you, Dean. Right, right. Um, but it showed us that we, we really would kind of like a cello back in there. Um, I think the cello would be really cool with this band too, because it's like a harmonically rich absolutely. instrument, and it would kind of add to the whole vibe and the feel of the thing, which seems to me, at least, how what the, what you guys are trying to evoke. Yeah, Ryan came yeah. up with a, a way of describing what this is uh, a while back, and it it it's it's suits. So the the categories that we go by are adventure folk and blackgrass. Some right people on. <laughs> some people call it dark folk. Um, I call it I've dark folk that. when I'm talking to the normies. Normies, gotcha. yeah. yeah. They don't really normies, understand the normies. Yeah. Right. They don't like being called that, just so you know. No, yeah. no, no. We'll just keep it between us. That's why I'm yeah. doing it behind a microphone. Right. We'll call them <laughs> non-instrumentalists. Yeah. Norm- to be PC. Well, I mean, Normies, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the regular folk, you know. Sure. Because, I mean, if you don't know genres and I say blackgrass, you know, you just don't even... You know how to rap. Yeah. Right? Sure. Yeah. Dark you know? folk does make it... Right. Good. I mean, yeah. we talk about this all the time, too. Like, you can only really describe music in terms that you are familiar with, right? So, yeah. if you've never heard someone say some esoteric genre term, you know, like, you're like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Play me a song. And they're like, oh, that's whatever they think it you know what i mean yeah well most people add core at the end of it well <laughs> yeah like, oh you, you're talking about music okay, you put gotcha. post in the front and core in the back yeah, and then yeah. you got a genre yeah exactly so Briggs. <laughs> fuck yeah man that's how it works post core post core post post core core that's oh, the post core core wow. well no you have to you that's after it's played entirely yeah, exactly. on washboard yeah, yeah sure <laughs> Washboard only. They put a piezo mic on it. And you put it through a carbon copy delay. <laughs> fuck that shit. You had to go piezo. Electronics. To. Fuck you that elitist. shit. I remember when we were pure. I'm talking pure post post core core. Okay, right. <laughs> if you no. want to do some post 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 core core post core whatever the fuck I don't know I lost post my up. track. Yeah, Are we right. playing basketball? Post, post up and post up and play your core. I do. I do overthink. <laughs> Got to work on your core. Got to work on your core. Yeah. Pilates bands. Mm. <laughs> I think one of the cool things about having no no well so the bass is a funny instrument right I mean there's a lot of times where um where the audience doesn't re- isn't really aware of what's going on with the bass actually uh, unless the bass player fucks up and then everyone's like that guy, well, that no, but that's sucks. kind of what I was gonna say it's uh the, the legend of uh <laughs> oh, Michael Michael on. Michael Anthony and 
and Eddie Van Halen talking about it in Guitar Player magazine. He's like, my my girlfriend's like, uh, so what does that guy do? He plays guitar too, right? And you're like, no, no, no he plays the bass. <laughs> no, he, and, play, he plays and, a guitar that looks like a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> well, no, no. But what I mean is like, she goes, well, I can't hear it. They're listening mm, to the record. Mm. Right. And he's like, well, right. I mean, you, you, right, because they're basically, he's, but if he stops, you would totally hear totally, this, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like when the fridge turns off. Right. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. It's quiet all of but, a sudden. But I mean, that's, that's a, a strange compliment, right? But the truth is, a lot of the times, I think bass players are kind of just doing what is expected of a rock song. Absolutely, and and you know they're going to hit the same, they're going to hit all the kicks or whatever and all that. And it's not that it's wasted. I mean, it plays a role, but you know I have ten fingers, and if I play all ten of them on the piano, it's going to be really hard to hear what I'm doing. I mean, mm, it does, you don't have to do that. Yeah. So I think for a second or two, I miss it. I think because I'm used to listening to music with bass players, right? But then I immediately forget about that. Yeah, it's what, certainly not necessary. I don't think. And so. Maybe on a maybe on an intellectual level, it's interesting because it turns your kick drum into a different type of instrument. Right, now. that's and you're playing tune the way that I do too. Oh, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I real, I'm guessing that. I mean, oh, I yeah. realize, but I'm it, 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 it makes sense. Um, it feels like the way you go across your toms, and you're using your kick, plus you're using a double pedal on the kick. I can hear, um, the whole set turns into a different sound. Right. I mean, it's the same sounds we've been hearing. Generally speaking, you know, toms and kick and snare, but yeah, it feels I play it more different. musically. I, I think I, I try to yeah. play it a little bit more to what's the what's trying to what, what's supposed to be created and as far as an atmosphere, as far as a setting. Because I mentioned it sounds like a soundtrack to me in my head a lot of times. Um, so I'll I'll think what what needs to be illustrated here, what needs to be colored in, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of times when I'm on the cymbals way more than a normal person would be on their cymbals. There's times <laughs> when I'm true. on the toms, and it's like, is he going to hit a a symbol at any point uh not the the couple that we just played here they both have pretty healthy mix but um and then we have a number of songs where i literally don't touch a tom once and it, and it just comes down to what is you know we have a song crossbones it's on the album that we just put out um i don't touch a tom once in that song and it's because you wouldn't have expected to hear a lot of tom work uh when a uh either a, a band of merry travelers or a regiment or someone was marching back into town you wouldn't have heard a lot of tom so it's snare and then uh you'll hear the bass drum of course um, but then the cymbals a number of places throughout it's supposed to sound a bit like fireworks because it's supposed right. to be a bit jovial and you're supposed to be happy like there's obviously been significant loss and hardships but right now is a time for celebrating like we are all here we are all making it right. back so Right on. Um, and then towards the end, you know, the, the two of them working a bit in tandem uh, really kind of drives it home. Um, but yeah, the way that I move across the kit is not not normal. I would I would say. And well, I think the the I think again, it's a maybe it's a little stereotypical, but it's it's easy enough for for a normie to uh, <laughs> Great. to look at a uh, to look at a band and say that's the you know person that makes all the music part and those are the people that make all the rhythm part and you know that kind of thing hmm. and so if you think about it typically even as uh professional musicians we'll look over and go rhythm section you know the bass player and the drummer kind of go together right, right. you know right so when you take one of those things out of the mix saddled with them ah <laughs> i play bass all the time i'm just fucking, when the uh, i hear you <laughs> but when you when you when you listen to it without one of them 
now you really do command a piece of sound that doesn't is nothing like the rest of the sounds, right? And it also gives you the space to do that kind of stuff without detracting from anything else. You know what I mean? Hundred yeah. yeah. percent. Yeah. No, we 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 made the decision that we didn't think that the music was lacking anything to the point where we shouldn't go into the studio and put a, a professional uh, product out. Yeah. Um, so we took this, the ten songs that we had ironed out to what we considered that's the sound that we're looking for and, and what we went for on the album uh, we, we recorded at the noise floor in, uh, in Dover awesome. shout out to yeah, Chris, Chris fuck yeah Chris Chase an absolute goddamn living legend yeah, right? of an engineer um, incredible gear that's end of commercial. That new studio is crazy. He's a genius. He's a genius. Yeah, that's awesome. Tap dance in yeah. Christ. That <laughs> it is so good over there. You develop as a musician and as an artist just being there. Right. So um, we made the decision to go ahead into the studio and and put it down. But we heard in playing with the cellist uh, to the extent that he was uh, that we would like that sound in there. And but to to Duncan's point. Typically, you expect to know what to hear out of a, a bass player. Right. You just expect that it's going to sound kind of like this sort of in the background. That's not how we work. Uh, yeah, what we rules and roles don't apply. Yeah, we went for we, what we wanted in the studio was to sound like you're in the room with us. So if, we, if you're in the room with us, it's going to sound relatively the same as if you're listening to the album through cans or, or, okay. or in your car yeah. or whatever. Um, and that person coming in to play cello would have to bring that same individuality, that same creativity that we all try to bring to this the rather than just that, existing kind of superfluously, like alongside. Yeah, I mean, in, uh, our, our main goal is being creative, you know. So in order to get, you know, we actually had hashed this out before we even um, considered recording. Um, because we knew we were going to be down uh, a member, you know, um, Dean was with us at the time, you know, we, we were doing really well in writing, writing songs and, and right. filling them out. Um, but, you know, when we knew, we knew at that point that we wanted a cello player and we knew, we knew that because sonically it has a, a great range, you know, um, where it can, it can occupy the higher frequencies oh, and lower yeah. frequencies yeah. at the same time so i mean the dynamics the options are, are endless um you know so we, we knew that we knew we wanted it you know but we wanted someone that was good at their instrument knew their instrument and also a creative person so in order to actually give a person a fighting chance we literally had to go record we needed something to present to someone so they could have time if they were interested or, you know, if we were interested in them, they had time to actually create something because that's what we're really after. Not necessarily the instrument. It could have been a piano player. It could have been someone, but like, you know, just a creative energy that flowed and, and melded with us and, you know, understood space, spatially. You know, you don't have to fill every second. You know, you don't have to go overboard. Just feel the song. What does the song need? You know, so we're, that was the position really that we were looking for. And in order to achieve that and give someone a fighting chance and give us, um, you know, uh, you know, basically ourselves a chance too, you know, to, to actually feel somebody out and, and, uh, you know, not put somebody on the spot. It's hard to be creative 
when you just meet somebody, Be creative, sure. and, yeah. you know, and, and pull your walls out, down, yeah, you know. Right, yeah, right. So you know that was another reason why we ended up um, putting out the album. The other reason why we put out the album was we wanted to see what our draw was. What you know, um, Justin and I started this a long time ago, and we did really well back then. So as we were restarting this project and bringing it back to life, you know, we kind of wanted to see who was still out there listening, and uh, so we we put it out to um crowd crowdfunding and uh we ended up getting the whole thing funded awesome on kickstarter yeah it's great yeah that's a thing that yeah, we're very we're, lucky we're very happy about is we have been able to make what we've been able to make and do what we've been able to do because so many people support us support it and love it and yeah. want it to continue so we essentially took that leap and said here you know are we going to fund this thing are we going to do this thing or not and Everybody came through, and a lot of people came through pretty large. Yeah. And and the record is paid for. We own it. We own the rights to it. And wow. We've awesome. structured everything such that we haven't had to compromise at all, and 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 you know make sure we're writing something that people are going to want to buy. We're not making a product. We're making a, a piece of art, ideally, in in, right. in our minds. And um, to that effect, we we started the conversation, you know, early on of what are we going to. Uh, what are we gonna? How, what medium we're gonna attack on this one? We know that there's not a heck of a lot of money to be made um, in in most of the channels, right? In in original art right now. So, um, but that was interesting. Throwing it out to crowdfunding. It sounds like the way you said it. I, I just want to kind of underline what you said. It wasn't just that you got. You know, you got the opportunity to record. You made some money. You got the whole thing together. In other words, you 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 did it inside out. You got some of the money up front, right? I mean, that's how that works. Yeah. Rather than having to invest a lot and then try to hope that you'll get it back, but you also sounds like you had a little bit of a manifesto as a result. Like you felt like, and tell me if I'm wrong, but that you felt like because you put the Kickstarter out, because you're you 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 got some cash, you got like the freedom to say, yeah, we're doing it the way we want. We don't have to you know, try to yeah. guess at anything here or sure. compromise. Sure. We, and that came from playing an awful lot in front of these people. And, um, yeah, they they were very generous in, in allowing us to just put out what they were telling us already. We love that. We, we right. really want to hear that. Like you had a like manifesto. Like, yeah. To. Go out and do this. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and it helped a lot that there is that back catalog of the RPM stuff that they had written so far back. And at this point, it's just putting new life to it and, and, and putting it out there. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I get messages all the time from people that have heard the album that we just put out, which is, um, it's called Volume it, 2. I was going to say, what's it called? Yeah. Um, so we basically, we compile everything into volumes. You know, that's, okay. um, that's probably the least creative thing, I guess, we've got going on. Um, so you know it's so says Apple because yeah. you're not allowed to list your album as volume as two. volume yeah they rename your album your band name and then vol period two yeah. you're not allowed to pick <laughs> that's weird yeah. yeah it is weird it is weird. yeah they said it was too generic and I was like oh higher ground is not like a new concept or I mean why do they care what you call your it, thing yeah I, yeah like you could call it no frills white box cereal like yeah, that's no, pretty I, generic. I, it reminded me very quickly of a South Park episode where the kids were trying to think up a name for the company and they were at the registry and, and she's like, no, nah, it's taken. And yeah. they, they're just throwing out the most, the craziest right. messed up things and no, nah, that's taken. To be to be fair, as to someone be, who's, uh, who got, I have three 
trade names, they are really, it's very frustrating trying to, you're like, are you yeah, oh yeah. fucking serious? Yeah. Right, but you That's can call taken. your album whatever you want. No, I know. It was a, it was the a replacements have an album called Let It Be. That's fucking taken. Yeah, that right, was taken right. a lot of times. I, w- I was in a band that had a song Let It Be. Like, yeah, right. Yeah, that's okay. I mean, that's that's bizarre to me that it blows my mind yeah, like, that they thought they could insert no themselves sense. there. Yeah. yeah, it's mind blowing. It would be much better to just name it differently and copy the same song as everybody. That's what most people do. That's what I want to hear. That, you know, yeah, right. I would really like to hear Take It Back. There's and so, you're thinking of like six songs that are called Take It Back right, right now. Yeah. There's so few people that have ever really come out and said there's a, a successful singer songwriter uh, a while back in the uh, in the early aughts. Early aughts. Uh, named uh, Sean Colvin, and it was great because she did this article. That's not obscure. And, uh, <laughs> right. It kind of it is. It, well, we live where we live in New Hampshire. It's kind of that, at that point. She was quite famous in, yeah. in our area, and so yeah. she was. A lot of people have no idea who that is. Plus, most people aren't as old as we are, and I'm talking about being twice as old as you, and you're still old. So, <laughs> what I'm saying is, um, no, the, the, Duncan is a vampire. The uh, true. The uh, the those uh, aren't windows. But, but no, she uh, you can't see him. It's vegetarian. At one point, she was doing. I didn't forget what it was like. Rolling Stone kind of interview or whatever, and they're saying, well, like, same kind of thing. How do you write these songs? She goes, well, you know, I just basically listen to a song, hit song, and then I just write some different words. And by the time I play it a couple of times, it doesn't sound like their song anymore. So, and I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes. Yes, you know REM's all like, oh, where are you? But they're gonna like stand in the place where you were. That's that twisted shot, baby. Now take it up. It's all the same fucking same song right. over and over and over. Almost right. every big hit. God damn know, it! Give can... me Ginger Baker over. <laughs> over. But what I'm getting Fuck at yeah, is this: I don't want to start any fights, so I'm not gonna throw it out there. But <laughs> no, d- give me Ginger Baker. That's all you need to say. Right? Give me Ginger Baker. Yeah. Thank you. But it's like what you were saying Beware before. Of Mr. Baker. If you're gonna do that, do it. I don't have a problem with that. Do go ahead and do it. One of her songs sounds just like Wichita Line Man, right? And it's like it's a great, great song. Both songs are great, hmm. but why, why lie about it? You know what? I I was listening to Wichita Line Man, and then it just sort of it was a little different, and I liked it, and it's great, and that's my song. Yeah. Well, that's what keeps you on the rails, really. As, but I'm, as a it, it, being honest stuff. about it is the whole point, you know? Yeah, right. But and you do the the idea is that you want people to listen to it, and if you're making something that's so painful to listen to, unless you're doing it for that point i'm a huge mike Patton fan unless you're doing it for that point you know you have to consider people are going to listen to this right Right. it's an artistic medium you're using sonic wave as your 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 paint essentially so it needs to be either appealing or engaging or somehow uh something that somebody wants to dedicate their intellectual capacity to i agree but even using Patton as an example like there's a whole section where he's riffing on Morricone, right? And, sure. Well, the argument then is he's doing exactly the same thing. He's going to the Morricone and then doing his thing, riffing off the Morricone. It's, as long as you're open about it, name the goddamn thing. Right. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, I forget what he called the album, but you know what I'm saying. It's like, that's a good thing, right? Well, there's several of them that would yeah. fall into that category, <laughs> I think. Right? So just being open about it and, and letting it happen. All right. So uh, in the interest of, uh, of forward momentum, our podcast has a few... Um, segments, segments that we like, and since oh, we're we're in the oh we're boy. in the first actual season where we're pushing forward, we're we're on track to do at least twenty five or maybe even thirty this season. Wow! So, yeah, that's uh, the number I heard. We've been playing around with this <laughs> podcast for quite a while, and uh, and now it's getting a little more serious. So awesome! Uh, and now that we've lost our sponsor. 
Dapper Ties is no longer. Oh. Where they? Oh. We lost them. They no, it's a podcast sponsor. They Where just they? disappeared. They disappeared. Were they? Oh, sure. hey, yeah, they what were. about MeUndies? You guys, you get to reach out to those guys? Man? No, those guys. Believe it or not, that's a that's actually do, do, that's a little Bill that's Burr a throw. right. <laughs> that's a uh, that's a that's a syndicated. I, I think me, me Undies reaches out to you. Sean. Oh yeah. <laughs> In reality, that's a syndicated uh, a group that set that everybody knows. Sherry's Berries and you know, <laughs> yeah, all she didn't like Bill Burr for a little while. <laughs> uh, Stamps.com and, and yeah, that sure. whole set. Yeah, yeah. That actually that's a that's a syndicated company. And, Zip. I don't know if we have enough listen. We have a li- we definitely have enough listeners on the network to, to 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 get involved with that company. We don't. I don't know that this particular podcast has that many listeners. You will. You'll be doing ads for Sherry's Berries before no time. I, I would be up for it. Same. I I would order some Sherry's berries right on the podcast. Yeah. How would how would you do it? Would you do it more Rogan like straight up, or would you do it Burr and just shit all over the products? <laughs> I don't see this as a binary, Sean. <laughs> right. It's at least a trinary. Do no, it like I mean, Conan. I, no, why do, Conan. Why, nobody knows what you're talking. I'm about. I'm certain that we could come up with our own way. Like every time Sherry's berries came along, we could just like when it was Get our time, we could be like. Sherry's berries, put a couple things, and there we go. We're done, right? Sherry's berries. I think you already got it. Free plugs, right there. Come on, Sherry's berries. And a really uncomfortable, loud microphone sound of somebody licking their fingers after eating the Sherry's berries. Do that. I think that would be a good touch. That's the ASMR tie-in. I thought you were going to say that Smart Kelly. Oh Jesus Christ! I'm not going there. Why? Can that be? Can that be my uh, my my hip hop DJ name? What ASMR Kelly? Yes, <laughs> I think it should be. That's so gross. <laughs> Gotta sound like a cat eating quiet. the whole time. Oh goodness, we. I was gonna say we should move on, but if you want to go down this rabbit hole, not particularly. There's it. It's dark. It gets, it gets really dark really quickly. Um. Anyway, so. <laughs> What I'm thinking is, let's go through uh, our, our our stock thing. It's like now that we're all commercial and shit. Yeah, sure. We got road stories. Road That's stories. a classic. Oh, so, um, yeah. Uh, so any you guys got any road stories? Stories from road the road? Road stories. Road stories from the road. Is that the Boom. theme song for the segment? It is. Oh. Written by Phil Kleiger. Sorry to walk over it there. I, I, I thought, thought there would be more keyboard in there. No, nope. Phil wrote it. Yeah, it's a oh. jingle. Oh. Our buddy he wrote a little jingle called Road Stories. Stories from the Road. And that's it. Pretty That's beautiful. Yeah, it's great. That's all you need. Uh, there's some potholes out there. That's oh, pretty yeah, rough. Yeah. They're pretty bad some this pr- time some of year. Pr- yeah, they're full of water, so you can't tell. How deep We're approaching mud season. It's yeah, it's it's gonna be rough. Frosties. It's gonna be rough. We'll get through it. We'll get through it. Um, you got any good road stories, Ryan? Out driving around, playing music. As road stories, actually. Uh, all joking aside, uh, have you been to a show where you were like, "Yeah, this could be good," and then it became transcendental? It was just unbelievable. Or, or the inverse of that. Yeah, the inverse. You were going, and then all oh, of a sudden, was it good or bad? Yeah, it could good go either way. We're looking for extremes. Something of emotion, remarkable. People. Something you know, okay. interesting. Could be something you attended or something you played at. Specifically on the road. Traveling well, outside really of the matter. state, outside or, you know, of the gigs, Just gigs just in gigs. general. Like, okay, good gig stories, bad gig stories. I'll kick it off. Nor- normies love hearing gig stories. Yeah, yeah normies okay. love them. I'll kick it off. Uh, I played a. I, I used to play in a, a, a band called Automas Pandera. Slow down. Oh, yeah. Slow it on down. Let's take this one in. <laughs> one more time. Adamas Pondera. Now, two words? Two words. What's the first letter? A or O? A. A. Got it. A-D-A-M-A-S, which is oh. a Latin for uh, un- unbreakable, unconquerable. And uh, Pondera is dead Greek, which is uh, balance. So Beautiful. together, it is unconquerable balance. Um. 
that was uh, entirely uh, improvised. It was myself on drums and a uh, another local. Jeffrey, right? Uh, I would call him legend, Jeff Duchesne. That guy's uh, the best. I love that, dude. He is, man, is he something else. He's awesome. Um, he's not just one of the most powerful guitar players that I've ever had the absolute pleasure of playing with. Uh, he also happens to now be one of the best guitar makers that you can come across. No shit. Uh, he and his fiance wife, uh, the fiance, uh, uh, Kristen uh, Paris, uh, who is an equal they're both I, nasty I, I guitar know, players. Yeah. They play in that, that Iron Maiden tribute band, they, right? They did. They used to. Oh, okay. All, yeah. right, all right. Now they're they're doing their own thing, Audio awesome. Jam. Oh, I'm and psyched to hear about that. To say powerhouse, like you you expect when you go to to, to hear someone play covers, like they're gonna sound like themselves, but they're gonna be doing other people's music. These guys nail the ever living crap out of uh other people's music. So they take all of their favorite stuff, which, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a little bit too heavy for the room. You are floored watching it. Just getting to see somebody perform that in front of you right. is impressive. Mm -hmm. If you're not a big fan of metal, if you're not a big fan of heavy music, if you're not a big fan of 311, if you're not a big fan, of, it doesn't matter. What you just witnessed was an impressive enough musical display that you're now into that music. Uh, but both of them, absolute shredders. For sure. For sure, Shredders. Yeah. Uh, I thought he was incredible until I saw her play, and she broke down something that he was playing that I thought was just unbreak down a bull. She was like, it actually goes like this. If you move from here to here and like this and that, and he goes, oh, holy crap, that is how it's. it feels so much better. It does sound just a little bit more correct. Like she just breaks everything down wow. to incredible. Uh, if you ever come across a Dacian guitar, buy it. Yeah, it they're is, incredible. It's not even the like, same beautiful. thing. Like you can, Do you know how to spell what you're talking about? I, D-A-C-I-E-N. D-A-C. Dacian Guitars. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Go ahead. I had um, the pleasure of actually touching one once. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did you get to play it? I was nervous. Fair enough. But I, I do know what a neck feels like in my hand. Yep. And, I mean, it's, it is, it's a beautiful instrument. A it's, master of frets. Yeah. yeah. The frets, it's the different. way that they play everything, the, the electronics in it. Sweet. He's using all the, all of the electronical components of it are the things that people usually gut out of a Gibson and then put in what the the like what Zach Wilde is actually going to be playing sure, on stage right, yeah. is not the same wire. It's not the same capacitors. Right. It's not the same anything. They they get a guitar, they strip it all out, and his tech puts something into it, and it sounds like Zach Wilde. What Jeff puts into Dacian guitars is all that level stuff. Awesome. So there is no. Gibson, um, sorry Gibson, but there is no Gibson on the planet that could sound as good as one of his guitars. I mean, to be fair, right. Gibson has been on a huge down. Pick one. Yeah, I mean, Paul Reed Smith. Yeah, uh, mm -hmm. still makes tremendous guitars. Of course, um, yeah. but not like this. Right. Not, no, no, I believe you, but I mean, like Gibson in particular has tanked lately. like an avalanche. Like, I would never buy a new Gibson. I, like the roads out. Back yeah. to Daddy's Junkie Music, I I opened up more than one, and it was actually it was more than three guitar boxes, and the neck has just exploded and slivers and stuff everywhere. We just sent them back, and they sent us a new one, but it's like how because the truss rod was too tight or something that kind yep. of thing, and yeah. the the, right. the guitar blew up, and we're just we don't put those on the floor, right. so most people just don't know. But and who knows? I mean, they put the bridge in the lo or in the wrong place a lot of times. You can't intonate the thing; awful. it's fucked up. It's just a nightmare. The yeah. nut isn't true. Right. Now, what do you got? 
That's why you, you got play. you got a two thousand dollar guitar that you got to put a thousand dollars into to make it play right. Two thousand, dude. I was in charge of selling things there. I sold five thousand dollar right. Gibsons that were garbage, but For the sure. person loved it and it made sounds it, that they it, wanted to hear. So just like throwing a garbage can out a second floor window, if it gives you the sound you're looking for, perfect form, man. You got exactly the instrument you need to make Sometimes that Sometimes that is the sound you're looking for. That is true. <laughs> I would love to throw like an old school metal trash can out of a second floor <laughs> yeah. window. With or without the lid. Yeah. You know, both. I would do one and then the other. Yeah, that'd be kind of like a yeah. shimmer ride. For sure. You know, <laughs> put a dozen eggs in it one time and chuck it out. So <laughs> oh, <that's> yeah. <laughs> we should that do muted that. sound. That'd be like moon jellies. Yeah, you guys got a second floor window at your place? I, I okay. do. Right down onto pavement. Awesome. What are you doing yeah. tomorrow? You can use the... I'll show uh, up with a garbage can and a dozen eggs. Sweet. That means I don't have to pick one up. 8 a.m. All right. Actually, I have a half a dozen eggs. Would that be... No, full no. dozen only. What, what about a smaller trash Just, can? No. Oh, we were talking okay. about road stories. <laughs> stories from the road. And then we went oh, off yeah. on a tangent. That is true. So yeah. you're talking about... I was talking about yeah. Armas Pandera. So we played uh, We played entirely improvised. We get on stage and I would start playing something and then we would have a conversation, much like we write. We, all three of us right now, we play as though we're having a musical conversation. We don't step right. on each other. We support each other. and Sometimes you say something stupid. Yeah, and most of the be corrected time. by people. For sure. Yeah. But then we... we that's and that's what we're looking for in the in the next person to to work into it but so it was entirely improvised and uh we were playing a show at what was then mojitos in dover which then would become jesus something else that was equally awful and then it became became yeah rj's and then uh scott moved the barley pub over from the old legendary location to the old bistro and right. Uh, so we're playing a show at Mojitos and uh, two people showed up, but at different times <laughs> and being who we are, we're like, we don't, we could do this in a closet. Don't right. care. We're going to play whatever the hell we're going to play. And the two people that showed up were uh, both local legends. Uh, both are very highly regarded in my book. One a drummer, Mike Walsh, Mike, oh, yeah, love that guy. He Fuck, was, yeah. he showed up and he was standing there and he was watching me and like you know he was being his true smiling and he probably stayed longer than he needed to. But <laughs> uh, the other one was Bob Beal and uh, Bob just came from he was doing something um, music related. Uh, showed up late, but you know right on time as far as I'm concerned. And um, Mike had just left, so we were playing to an empty room. Well, and I don't think I ever told Bob. 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 Yeah, well, <laughs> but I don't think I ever told Bob. We weren't playing a completely empty room. Mike Walsh just left. Right. But he walked right. in afterwards, and it was just empty. So, yeah. you know, I think the bartender was hiding over on the other side. Uh, but it was, to me, it was a lot of fun. I mean, we recorded some of the stuff over at BB3 Audio. Right. Uh, nice. But that show, we liked what we played. We had a good time, but there was nobody there, and it was that quintessential: Do you play or do you just not? You got to play, but I mean that's <laughs> yeah. to your point, Absolutely. right? Like you, you, you do it in the fucking closet, right? Yeah. Like you, we were talking before the podcast, and you're saying like you know everything in your life you do so you can play music. Basically, this is right. right. Yeah. You take as long as you want setting up that sound. This is yeah, yeah. I saw that. Pro- I saw this project you're talking about at the Barley Pub one time. The original location you of the Barley did. Pub. I you was at that show. For fucking sure. You absolutely did. I brought up uh, Division Tree from uh, Haverhill, and I had Adamas Pondera open. Yeah. And it was right at this weird time period. Uh, there was a guitar player and someone who was massively inspirational in my musical life who was not <clears throat> playing at the time. 
and uh, he had uh, he had been the 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 core and the head of the screen. And I said, that's not right that he's not playing music right now. I want him playing music. So I asked him if he had any interest in coming over and playing with Jeff and I. And he, you know, he didn't know how to wrap his head around what I was describing. And I said, you, you color really well. So uh, Jeff and I are going to be doing this madness or whatever it is that we're doing. You just play whatever you feel needs to be played in that moment. And he was like, oh, I can totally get behind that uh yep so uh i had the the absolute fortune of playing with mr robert zeminski awesome. uh, at that show and uh well, another one of our very good friends that is a a, a legend down in the uh, in the mass area dewey uh, oh mr. yeah john dewey. charm dewey uh played bass for us and right. uh, uh recorded with us a number of times over at bb3 uh that he was an absolute blast to play with nobody and I mean, nobody has locked on to what I was thinking or doing. Even the craziest, most nonsensical shit. He was right next to me with it. And I, I blew me away. I was like, I can't believe he's following this madness. And that then, dude's a little different. Like if anyone's going to lock into that. It's, oh, it's, he's it's incredible. Dewey, like he's, yeah, for sure. Man. He's incredible. But he, 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 like his whole, his whole Doesn't matter the instrument. is a little different from normal people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It could so, be like, a guitar. It. Yeah. It could be a bass. It, he's just killing it. Yeah. If I remember correctly, this guy, um, John, you're calling him Dewey. So you actually go by Dewey. I don't know. Ducifer, the Prince of Darkness. Okay. I've only ever heard him <laughs> referred to as Dewey. Dewey, Dewey had yeah. done. I, I, I had met him. I think we played on a recording together, but probably I can't remember. Anyway, but if I'm correct, uh, this is the same person that decided they were gonna. He went on a walk away. Yeah, he right? went on they a walk about. Literally That's walked him. across yeah. the, like out I, of the country, and I don't think he ever came. He's still going, right? He's still walking. I have no, no idea. Back. I think he's back. He's back. Right? <laughs> Yeah. He's, he's still wandering the hills. Smaller of Smaller country than he thought. No, I was, I was there when he got the book. I was there when he got the book that that inspired him to go on that journey. And I, I saw, and we have the person in the room right now. I know you did not set this up, but my wife Courtney actually gave him the book. Hi, Courtney. What's going on? Yeah. Shout hey, out, Courtney. Uh, shout out to mixtape, incredible singer. Um, she gave him the book, and I saw that bird fly above his head and he just looked up and went oh this could be amazing and dewey was gone and he was just walking and that guy yeah he's uh he's operating on a different wavelength but it's an awesome one man holy crap but yeah they brought them up and uh we played at the uh at the the barley pub before it moved right and that was uh yeah, that was a hell of a night. There were a lot of people in that room. That there. was a sick show, if I remember correctly. Every, which I think I do. <laughs> every, yeah, you do. Every single head, all oh, of the heads, do. they all showed up for it. Everybody was there. I, I mean, I turned to look, and I couldn't even just, I couldn't start naming the people, and I was just like, I can't believe, like Andrew May. Yeah, needs to be said the, the name Andrew May. Andrew May was at the show. Bob yeah. Beal was at the show, and that was that meant something to me because I was that was they weren't they weren't talking at that time really. And uh, he saw and that since then has changed dramatically. Oh, tremendously. Oh, my God. And I'm so happy that that's that has absolutely gone the other direction. But yeah, when when we got up on stage and we played, there was this moment and I was like, I know whatever it was that was there. It's it's easing. It's passing or whatever. And they they hung out and talked that night. And it was like if if that had anything to do with that all turning back around again, I am thrilled. But that. That was a hell of a night. That's that's yeah, gonna be absolutely. My, that's, so that's my worst and my best. And I, I, I crazy Bob classic, is there for classic both of them. Classic fucking road story. Stories from the yeah. road. Yeah, worst and best. Pretty good. 
I think I don't know. I I think we've just had like good ones. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, we don't really drive very far, so I mean, this even better, dude. You, know? you get to go to bed at a reasonable hour. <laughs> well, I've given three one, names now. You, one, you, one time, you must have had yours. trouble finding gas or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, what side the gas tank is on? You know, that's a problem. That's a hard. One. Yeah, you know, because you just Sometimes drive they have through. Can a little I, can arrow I, can, on your yeah, no, no, no. Can I let me let me let me specify? They do it in a Subaru. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. But did you know it's actually. All cars do that. It's actually not part of, of it's not like a law. It depends. Do you have, if you have a tape player in your car, it might be before they right. But at that. one point, all cars decided if you look at the little fuel tank, there's actually a little arrow, and you're like, so or they put like, the, the the gas hose on the side. Of yeah, on the, the side that, that is going to be on, on there. The thing of it's a like car. an indicator. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's I genius. I love uh, really useless trivia. It's. <laughs> No, this, know, is, that's this is continuous improvement oh, yeah. is what it is. I mean, you, do you realize how many people don't look stupid from that little arrow? I still fuck it you, up. Do you know? Yeah, oh, yeah. Because yeah. I go <laughs> back two cars, which was a long time ago. And my the newer one that I have, is it's on the other side. And you're like, oh, this yeah, really you're shouldn't on autopilot, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you, you got to, you know, you pull up to the wrong pump, the wrong side. You know, you try and maneuver a little bit. You get like two or three tries before you just look like a complete idiot. And then you drive off to the next gas station. You know, no, <laughs> no. you back straight back. You slide over to the one on the other side. I just go perpendicular from in. it. And then I put it on either fucking side and it works. You just put it in park and try to re- reef on that. They're longer than you think. Yeah, I was going to say long. they are pretty long. They, they go from the top. So you can like string probably. them over the car. Yeah. Right oh, yeah, yeah. Back your Some trunk right up to the gas pump, and it doesn't matter which side it's on. It's on. I just hit it, and then I get a bucket, and I. <laughs> I just always go. To, I always go to O'Brien. Smoking a butt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I go to O'Brien's because the lady there calls me Hun, and I I like that. Oh, that's Aww. awesome. That's I go awesome. to O'Brien's because I like their pizza. <laughs> their pizza is not Pretty bad. Good. They have breakfast pizza. Now there's yeah. a sponsor it's, you want. Yeah, it's not Isn't on my all pizza not on my training pizza? table. Oh uh, yeah. But yeah, their breakfast pizza is the jam. Yeah, I always feel awesome. bad. Breakfast but pizza, night, delicious. Yeah, that was a good breakfast pizza. That some oh. some place along the way on the way to Limerick. Okay, here we go. Some. Road story. I just oh, yeah. thought of something that happened the other night. Yes, go and on. I, so, we play at uh, this place in Somersworth called Teetotaler. Is it going. the teetotaler? No, or no, it's just teetotaler, dude. Read the fucking label on the cup right there. Oh yeah, I actually oh. have a tea Wait, from what? the teetotaler. Big shout out to you've one never of... been to teetotaler. Teetotaler right. sounds like a bar. No man, well, it's the opposite. No, of a teetotaler is someone who does not no, drink I, alcohol. I thought it was an ironic <laughs> name, my brother. I thought it was irony. No, no, they're totally irony? about tea. Irony. No irony. Yeah, no irony. I've got the the wrong. Oh, it's tea. Tea. No, it's a pun? They're totally about <laughs> tea. No, but it's a oh, good no. one, man. Yeah. So Okay, you're right. It's not so bad. We actually uh so man, they have wicked funny advertisements and billboards yeah, and shit. It's, it's so they, good. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. If yeah. anybody gets a shout out, Emmett Soldati. Yeah. Uh, he contributed as a Kickstarter backer in the way that He's probably one of our biggest supporters. One honestly. of the biggest. Yeah. How yeah. do I know that name? Is that a musician as well? He's not. No, he is. I'm sorry. sorry yeah, Emmett. I think he is. Oh yeah. yeah. I think I'm he a, is <laughs> officially as of the other night. Yeah. Ryan, Ryan right can on. continue the story. Okay, anyway. <laughs> right, go on. So uh I think I I, I think this is I think this merits some backstory a little bit. So, uh, Cursed on Earth, this this project, um, even though we started a long time ago, we had like a big, a long period hiatus um, where you know we we got musicians in. 
it worked for a while and you know we actually have a very rigid practice schedule and not everyone can hit it you know and um and it, it sucks you know but you know you lose people you gain people you, you know it's just the the name of the game really um so we got to a point where we had lost um justin and i started it and we got back to it was just being him and i and we're like you know uh we both have day jobs plus um he does graphic arts he does he has um graphic incredible um, artist yeah yeah he's he's great he has um uh, web comics and stuff and i do uh oh, metal work yeah. on the side beautiful so, um, so we were actually focusing on on that sort of stuff and, you know, getting those things off the ground. And uh, one of our really, really good friends, um, Pat Gale, who is in a band called Sensitive Men, who Shout you should out. check out. Oh, yeah. They are amazing. They're so good. So they... He was running a... Um, yeah, that's a really good name. Oh, yeah. So good. And they are. Oh, they are Love you guys. so sensitive. Oh, uh, yeah. Super so sensitive. So sensitive. Super, super duper sensitive. So Emmett owned a place called Levin. <laughs> and, uh, that's how I know who is. I, I knew that place. You're Got a it. fan yeah. of bread. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Bread is the... Br- oh, man. They were, they were amazing. Yeah. So Pat was running a uh, like a late night show you know, like a talk show sort of thing. He would have people from the town in and, you know, talk and interview them. And it was really, really cool. And he was looking for a musical act. So he contacted me and was like, hey, are you guys playing music at all? And I was like, we could, you know. And um, so he was like, I'm just looking for someone to play a couple of songs. I need a musical act for the show. And so Justin and I went down and we played just a couple of songs. And we hadn't, you know, we, we practiced a little bit beforehand just to get our bearings straight. It had been three or four years of us not playing anything at all. And um, so then, you know, we went there, played, and it actually went really, really well. So we asked us to do it again. And we did. And then um, he asked us to do it again. And, you know, Justin and I were like, well, if we're going to spend the time practicing and, and putting effort into this, like, should we try and get the band back together? You know, like as cliche as it is, like get the band back together. Right. So, right. So we, you know, we contacted the people that had been playing with us, our drummer and our keyboardist at the time. Um, so our drummer, Chris Boylan and our, our keyboardist, uh, Pete twist. And, uh, you know, it, it worked for a little bit, but you know, everyone was in different stages of their lives. And, uh, Chris actually does merch for us now when we play shows wonderful yeah yeah he's he, it's it's great because he knows a lot about the band and everything so people can ask him questions so while we're playing um so you know it, it kind of fizzled out a little bit and then um so i had gone to so teetotaler started and pat transitioned from playing this thing at 11 to the teetotaler and changed it over to a variety show where anyone could come do whatever it was that they do. Is that still happening? Yes, okay. it is still right. happening. Um, second Saturday of every month. Second Saturday of every month, teetotaler, 7 to 9 or 7 to 10. What town is this in? Summersworth. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's a really great thing. It, get, it gets people in the community that are just being creative in some sort of way. There was a hula hoop girl one time she was amazing storytellers uh this woman from the moth was just on there oh right on. yeah the that was hoop girl is a uh, woman is a uh is become a local legend she's really interesting it, it, it you should i mean it's it's really cool it's small it's it's very very local it's you know it's really nice it's just very relaxing and um so i had met um our future well our past piano player at one of those things and 
he was basically just noodling around before and after people would play just to kind of round out the night and, you know, fill the space with sound. And so I'd asked Pat, who was running the thing, I was like, who, who is that? You know, and he's like, oh, this is Dean Scott. And uh, I was like, you know, is he cool? Is he like a, you know, is he a weird dude? Like, you know, give me, give me some it's backstory. It's an oasis for weirdos. <laughs> we do yeah, for sure. Right, right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Like, can I invite him to my house? And like, is that gonna be, be fun? okay, right? right. You know, steal all the stuff without me knowing. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you're gonna put peanut butter inside of all of my locks. Yeah. Right. Right. What kind of person it's, are we talking about? Will he leave when here? we're done? Is yeah. he gonna <laughs> leave those little porn cards that you get <laughs> yeah. on the street in Las Vegas, Vegas <laughs> in weird little places inside your house, so He's no one will find out for yeah. about a year yeah. or two? Make right. it awkward like when my mom comes by. Exactly. You know, you don't want to avoid those things. So, um, you know, I'd met, I'd met Dean there and, uh, you know, I'd offered him and a place in the band guys. and to come jam with us. And it was, it was great. So we had, this was, this was a couple of years ago, two years ago now. So this was a curse on earth reemergence. And so teetotaler really was where we got our startup, our, our, you know, our, our the reimagination, rebirth. you know, um, and our, yeah, our, our reemersion into the, the, the music world. Um, so they know our music very well. They support us. Um, we've actually played, I mean, in the early days, we played variety shows where we were literally the only act playing to the owner, Emmett, and, you know, some of his employees, and we would just play music. And Kind of weird to call it a variety show if there's only yeah. one band. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we play for a variety of songs. Fair enough, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. Call my bluff. <laughs> so, And it used to be called the Pacquiao Variety Hour running time 90 minutes. Like, yeah. Just, it's, it's whimsical. It's fun. Yeah, it's, it was just a really fun thing to do. No pressure. Um, really, really good. People just trying things out. It was really awesome. Um, so, you know, we did that. And so this was, you know, fast forward to... to the other night, um, our, our, our old member, Dean, who played piano, went to cello, ultimately quit. And, uh, we still hang out and, you know, play music and stuff like that. And mostly at the variety show. So he had messaged me, um, a few months ago and he was like, Hey, I'm, I'm playing the saxophone. Um, I wrote a part to this song fifth of May, which is actually on our album. We just released uh, would it be okay if you guys play it? Can I jump in on the saxophone? And you know, uh, we were, and I was like, yeah, of course, man. Like, no one's gonna do whatever you want. It's a teetotaler, you know. And uh, so, you know, they didn't have one one month. We, you know, we kind of lost touch with it. We didn't really have a solid plan. Fast forward to last Saturday, we go in there, and uh, I saw Dean sitting there, and he had a saxophone. So I went to Sean. And I was like, Sean, can we play 5th of May? Because Sean, mind you, Sean and Justin didn't know that Dean had contacted me asking to do this. So I asked Sean if he could play, if we could play 5th of May. So there's certain songs given what I have as far as instruments, either we can do it or we can't do it. Yeah, because right, right, he'll, right. he'll use hands Yeah, drums. if you don't have the right stuff, you can't play yeah. your part, right? I've got them listed out on my notes program on my phone. Like, these are kit songs, these are hand drum songs, just so that when he asks at any given point, hey, can we right. do this? I'm like, no, no. Or, or if they just randomly give us another song, they're Sometimes, like, play another yes, song. You know, yeah, like, can we do that one right now? No. Yeah. Yes. So I had asked Sean. He's like, no, we can't do it. And so I went back to Dean and I was like, I just didn't even say anything. I just sat down next to him. And uh, so I, I had known that he had had a part to Fifth of May. So the person that runs um, the, the variety show now, it's now called Palana Palooza. Palana, what's up? Yeah, Palana is great. She's she's um, absolutely amazing. And 
fearless. So, yeah. So a good she thing runs it. She's the host of it. And she, right. you know, she had, she had said, you know, I've got a new band. I'm in a new band and I, I you know, I, I just want to, we're, we're going to play tonight. It's going to be really cool, whatever. And uh, so, the, you know, she does a couple of things and then basically calls her bandmates up. So Dean gets up. I was sitting next to him. Dean gets up, grabs a saxophone, <laughs> and he's, you know, warming up. And, he, and I can tell he's playing his part to 5th of May. And then... He has no idea. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. So, so he's playing. He was just like... I thought he was just warming up on his, you know, instrument, you know. And uh, so Polana starts playing some riffs on her guitar. And it's freakishly similar to 5th of, of May. So then the owner gets up, Emmett. Soldati grabs his phone and, and the microphone, and they start playing Fifth of May. Full on, covering Full on Fifth covering of May. our song Fifth of May. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my entire I was dying. You thought that Dean had no idea, but you had no idea. I was the one that had no idea. <laughs> you had no idea. They were all like... They double bluffed him. Hey, I couldn't get my phone out fast Suck on enough. this. <laughs> we're playing your song. You yeah. don't want to play your song with me? They got a bigger yeah. applause oh, than us, too. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> that must have been awesome. Has anyone ever covered one of your songs? No, no. That must Pretty have cool. been. And, and they did, what a moment. They did a whole set. They did a whole they set of our three music. Of three songs. Three of them. Wow. They did so a whole set for the people. Yeah. And they, they said we're, uh, our, we're, we're uh, a yeah, tribute we're, band. What did they call themselves? On Earth. On Earth. Oh. <laughs> They'll oh. be touring somewhere on Earth. They're not cursed. But they are on Earth. Yeah, it was as are we all. It, yeah. we are yeah. cursed on Earth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it was. It was probably you know musical highlight. Yeah, it was a musical highlight of it's my life. Awesome. Just, just being able to be on that side right? of the stage, you know, and see it performed, and and it was performed completely differently than how we do it. Right, of course. It was a right. saxophone, a bass guitar, a reg, you know, electric guitar, and then uh, Emmett on vocals, and it was it was really a sight to see. Yeah, but you're. You're, I couldn't I, delete videos fast enough, <laughs> right. so I could take you know have enough video yeah space on your phone. I had to delete really important videos of my dog. <laughs> I mean, it was very sentimental. But, stuff. I mean, I've always, I mean, I, I'm I'm not coming to co-opt the space for a sec. For me, it feels like when when I'm with somebody and we collaborate on something, or I make something, or somebody makes something, it's like you made this little bird, and the bird just flies away, and you know you can. You can try to own it. You know, you can say that's my song. This is what I do. You can't play my song or whatever. But I don't know. That it really works that way. You know, like if right. you make, you said it before. You said I I write something and this is what it's about, and someone else listens to it and they're wrong. Right? I love that. It's it's great. The truth is that what you're I understand what you're really saying is is that you're open to them letting their interpretation be whatever right. that is, and yeah. and that's what it is. It's like once you make a piece of art and you take the effort of putting it out so that it can be consumed by the public or it can live outside of your head, it is kind of going to do what it's going to do. Yeah, it's no longer sure. yours. Right? Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, it is. I mean, I don't want to just be that It is and it is right? Yeah. 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 I, get, I, get always, part, right? I will always be the one that wrote the song, the right. words and the, the way it goes, but seeing it in that fashion but, but the little birds flying around and doing its thing and and you're right sometimes you get to see it come back and you're like wow like you can't do that like you can't is it polana you can't you can't get these people and say okay polana you sing this you sing yeah. this. it'll be totally different from the first thing like that's not how it works it it was going to happen it did happen all right 
And then all you had to do was be there when it did happen, and then it will have happened to you. Like it's just a bunch of tenses going yeah. by, <laughs> right? It no, feels, exactly, exactly. It feels like, what did you do? Did you know when you started? That's what this whole yeah. thing is about. That's why I sit here. I mean, I'm a huge fan of evolution, and seeing seeing something like that evolve. Yeah, for sure. You know, it was. You know, it, I mean. In order to really, I think, feel something on that level, you would have had to create something and see that, you know? Well, I think a lot of people think that being a musician or an artist is saying, I am going to do this. I have this idea. I'm going to do this. And then you do it, and then it is. Right. But And you can do that. But I think a lot of the times the, the, the process of doing it is something that you get caught up in, right? Where does that come from? Where does that timing come from? Where does that fuel come from? Where does that... I know that uh, I jam with Briggs on Monday nights, um, you know, and a bunch of people. And uh, sometimes, what the fuck? (laughs) Right? A lot of times, what the fuck? So we did an RPM because we're like, let's do an RPM. They hit record. We just jam for 95 minutes. And it's... It's something happened. Like, I don't know. It was like, I'm perfectly comfortable. I made stickers. The band's called Trophy Goat. Awesome. For for that one one gig, you can have some stickers. We have made way too many. Oh, actually, we brought stuff for you guys. Awesome. What I'm getting at is like, thank you, Pat. No one knew that, oh, let's let's go. You know? And I'm on the other side of that. I mean, you you know, I do this shit for a living. And there are times where you're just literally fucking shitting out something that has to happen because that's the deadline and this is what it is. And you be professional. And it's it's still, even then, there's still magic moments within that. I've done freaking Disney princesses, castle. The voice campaign. The voice <laughs> right? The no, no, no. I mean, I wrote the music for, for <laughs> busting your balls. This man. Hasbro thing. You know, no, no, we're with a real Disney princess right now. It's true. Oh, well, it's me. No, stop. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is that that even then, like, I'm like, God damn, this couldn't be more cynical at the time. This is, you know, eight years ago. But you listen to it now, and there's still something there that you just can't get away from. It's like the little birdie is gonna jump out and fly away, and it doesn't matter. And and even as sar- you know, cynical or sarcastic as that might be, there's some little girl who's like really wanted this thing, this toy, and she gets the toy, and they know the music, and you're like, okay, 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 and I'll melt down, and I'll be like, yeah, it's there's something about this thing that we do with music. We try to do this, and maybe we do this, we can do this, and then the Kickstarter and the thing. But what an experience it must have been to see that little bird come back around. You had no idea. Right. No idea. They and kept they just it from floated us. in front of you guys. I mean, are you truly connecting with people if they can't have it for themselves? Like, That's the expectation. Yeah, you it know? goes back to like what Sean was saying earlier. Like One of the greatest joys is putting something out and seeing someone else's uh, interpretation of it, You know, whether it is right or wrong might not be like the correct answer, you know, but to have somebody like take it, play it back and send it back to you is like almost like the ultimate, like compliment. Yeah. Almost like right. the ultimate compliment. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's, it, and, it, and it presents it in a way you may never have even thought of yourself. The first level is when you, they give a shit enough to listen to it. Second <laughs> level is they really enjoy it. Third level is you touch them 
and it means something to them. Fourth is it, it, it motivates them to act. They do something. You've inspired them to tap into this thing that Duncan's talking about, right. which is this creative vibe that artists all dip into. Um, other people recreate that act of dipping into that, that whatever it is, that creative space and, 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 and coloring with it and creating with it or whatever. But then there's those who just exist in that world. And when you bring somebody to that world, when they're also driven to be a creator rather than a consumer, that's that final, that's the ultimate, that's the level of, yeah, it brought that out of them. I feel like, right. I feel like at that point, we're part of another process, which right. was existed before any of us came along. Oh, it's yeah. going to exist. Far back, but it's after. like what you were just saying, Justin. It's like there's like a, there's a timeless quality to it. Obviously, time goes by, right? But when you wrote it, you didn't know that it was going to go out and come back. And you don't know how long that's going to be. But you kind of know as people listen to what you do that it is out there. It's doing a thing. And it's not a, an, an ego thing. It has nothing to do with that at all. Mm -hmm. It's like somebody was going to, they were going to listen to something. Right. You know? Yeah. And uh, if, it's, if it's what you did, fantastic. But man, what an experience to have it come around and, and float back right, right, right back at you. It's like a little message in a bottle that came from, <laughs> from the future. <laughs> you know? was it was beautiful. It was, yeah. it was really, um, you know, it was hilarious. It was comical because, you know, and it well, was, I mean, the song was called Lick My Love Pump, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you know. Yeah. You were there. You've heard I it. was there. <laughs> right. It's very eloquent. It was a Spinal Tap reference for all the people <laughs> oh, under yeah. the age oh, of yeah. 30. Yeah, exactly. In the, uh, who are listening. But no, it was... It was, it was um, I don't think you understand. It goes to 11. <laughs> well, uh, people who are under 30 have no idea what I'm talking about when I say it was a Spinal Tap reference. <laughs> so whatever. It's a movie. It's really good. You Look should it see up. it. You're Google fine. it. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was more than entertaining. It was um, you know it was more than endearing. I don't even know if there's really a word for it. You know, as a creator, as someone that created that, you know, like basically making the materials that someone uses to build something of their own. You know, right so yeah. it, it's it's it was really cool to see that coming back from the three of them. It was incredible. It was awesome. Yeah, you Could know, couldn't have been three better perfect people for it. Yeah, so essentially, our you know our cello player quit Cursed on Earth to be a part of a Cursed on Earth tribute band. <laughs> he put himself in the B leagues. Yeah. Oh. I can I can, hear, I can hear the shade that's coming off of this, and I'm certain that everyone else can as well. He's smiling, sipping tea with his eyes closed. He's very relaxed right now. Whatever he's, he's very doing, very relaxed, relaxed man in the world. Yeah, very much like the dude. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. It was great. So. What's next? Where are you right now? What are you doing? These are neat songs, and if I understand correctly, they are not on an album yet. Right. Yes. Right. What's right. the plan? What's what's coming for the future? What's the next uh, thing? So right now we're actually, you know, we had a we have a lot of material, so you know, we we toured. By the way, I'm not asking you to give away stuff that you're working on. That oh you're no, no, to keep no. Quiet, there's there's course, no secrets right. here. Um, mm. You know, we we have a lot of material that. Um, is in the backlogs and we're really excited to work on it and present it to everyone but at the same time you know it makes more sense for us to let this album that we just put out get out there and 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 marinate with people and, and you know and vinyl just started production yeah so the next thing so is right that, on 
we, uh, vinyl just started production. We're having what a, does that mean? the volume two. We're going to uh, put it out on vinyl. Yeah. Wait, oh, do you, okay. do, you, do you mean Vol dot two? Vol dot two. Cursed yeah. on Earth <laughs> slash Vol dot two. As on found vinyl. on <laughs> iTunes and Spotify. Thanks, Are you going to be able to write whatever you'd like <laughs> on your vinyl Digital cover? Digital partners. Yeah, ass. you scratch it onto the master, man, with um, the fucking tool. <laughs> yeah, the etch, etch. You yeah, scratch, scratch it all or whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. No, that's that's uh, that's current. That's what's going on. Um, that's beautiful. We're setting up a show with uh, Chris, His- the great and legendary Chris Hislop. Love over him. at uh, uh, Slop Soundtrack. W yeah. Shout out to the Slop Soundtrack. Yeah. So we'll we'll be over at Ska on the Button Factory stage. Uh, that was one of the first. That place is we, cool. It's as awesome, fuck, man. It it's is awesome. That yeah. to say that to say cool too. a fuck almost gets to it. Yeah. You know, right. it almost gets there. Right. You got to check it out. The, the, the heads that exist at that place heading are over to the butter legendary. Button yeah. factory stage. Just let me help you here. This is first off. This is for non-local people. This is in Portsmouth. It's a beautiful <laughs> yeah. place. Yep. W, w Sky. You can one find them online. One of the great, uh, one of the great things about uh, this area is you have you know really old buildings. You have really new buildings. You have a really wide uh, you know variety of type of architecture in this. Strange town that's sort of like Boston still has like horse trail right. roads, right? Yeah, you got a lot of shit that used to be some other and shit. And it's all right <laughs> next to the ocean, right? So okay. it's like it's yeah. all cool and you're some all within Portsmouth an hour. Portsmouth isn't of the... dead. Sure. Some of Portsmouth <laughs> isn't dead. No, it's, I know the what Button you're saying. Factory but stage I mean, in particular. Right? That is one of them. One yeah. of the and great you know, things. Everywhere Chris Hislop goes. The electric well, cave is still right. there. The Please. new press room is the bomb. I, uh, so I hear we would love to play there, but we haven't set anything up yet. It's a little, it's a little tricky. They're uh, they're still working out how not to play everything at fucking 130 dB. <laughs> but, uh, once the space, they, though, the once space they, is once they, excellent. The space is great. Once I they really just dial it down a little bit and and make it so that everyone has a great time rather than has to stand in the back of the press room. Yeah, which would be. I'll tell you what, though. I saw a Scissor Fight there at 130 wait, dB, ooh, and it was wait, fucking wait, awesome. Wait, yeah, wait, they're, they're supposed to be at 130. Wait, yeah. <laughs> scissor Fight is. On another planet. No, no, that's awesome. what I'm saying. I'm no, just no, saying. no. Let me just say, right. and I want it to. I want to know that both my earplugs are jammed all the way down <laughs> against my eardrums, and my my I wrapped an ace my, bandage around my face too. <laughs> my my viscera is shivering when I'm listening. My to whole shiver. shit was shaking. It was yeah. awesome. The whole point of scissor fight. That said, not everybody plays the rockers as well from the north as James J. Fortin. You know Truth. what? You know what? Who else does though? And they should go on tour together. Just gonna throw this out there. If the boys from Clutch are listening, yeah. Oh my goodness. Can oh, you even? I can't fathom. If the guys from Clutch heard Scissor, well, it's more than hearing because the recordings are unbelievable. But the Coding the way band. the band is playing right now with that front yeah. man, the oh, new front guy so is yeah, yeah. Well, not new. I mean, no. been around for a while, but new they're old. they're relative. They're relatively new sound. There's something that happened within the last year where it just clicked over overdrive. They well, I think they just got a little older, and then their level of give not giving a fuck, which already was, <laughs> was at like eleven or twelve at least, just went over nine thousand. Yeah, over nine thousand for sure. The over nine thousand. The, the amount they, of they not went giving super a saying. fuck. The they mo- went completely Super Saiyan. The, the guys fuck, had, they had to absorb a lot of fucks to not give back. The guys, exactly. I, the guys, I shaved my balls for this hat that he wears for that one song. <laughs> Just it looks like it's lit up, like it's glowing. And I trust him. Like I feel like he actually did it. Like he's not going to wear that hat. Unless oh, I totally accurate. trust him. Plus, there are very few front people that can just bully through the whole mosh pit, and everyone's like. <laughs> 
Maybe I should leave that guy. Get out of the way. <laughs> I'm definitely scared of him. Get out of the I, way. How many guys? Look at his know, hands. How the, many? The how, many how many from it? You know, actually lift for just this gig. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he trains for being the front man of Scissor Fight. For those not in the dude could be works. in the WWE, but he's like, fuck that. I'm in Scissor, I'm scissor Fight. fight. Right? <laughs> for those not from the area, New Hampshire is very cold half of the year, and the farther north you go, the less fucks they're willing to give out. Yeah. Hardy and, folk. Uh, and scissor fight comes from the North Pole. Yeah. They're, Each they're, fuck you give, you expend some of your heat and energy. They're so. from up there, they're, yeah. as we say yeah. in New Hampshire. They're from up there. They're they're in that area but, where they say, don't go below the notch. It's not New Hampshire anymore. <laughs> there there you know? be monsters there. So when you go all the way around the circle, though, going all the way back to saying, if you want to go see the button factory, keep in mind, it's not actually in the button factory, no. which is a different fucking building. Yeah. It's in the button. It's at WCSA. It's in the buttons factory adjacent, right? Yeah, it's not. It's a different plaza over. The button factories are here to leave that driveway, go to the other one. I know. Yeah, thanks, thanks for ruining it. No, it's the other way around. I actually went to try to to go there, and I'm like, Kate, where's the... Uh... Oh, it's hard to find, for sure. She's like... Especially if you're looking for Oh, no, for you're buttons. in the wrong place. Yeah. I go, it says the button factory. She's like, no, not that button factory. No, it's it's over by the radio it, station. You know, I'm like... It's even hard W-H-E-V? to find... She's like, no, 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 no. no. It's it hard to great. find the place even if you know the name of the radio station. I'm saying... Oh, it is. So oh, I had been there before, and I was even, like, where yeah, am exactly. I? Every, every time I've been there a the hundred factory, times, right? you and type, every time I go, I'm like, like, is it this term? I type the button so? factory into Sorry, your ma'am. phone, and it's like, fuck you. And you're when, like, you find, <laughs> when you find it, it's great. Oh, yeah. yeah. That said, yeah. Anyways, very, very, very cool place. So that's where we're going to have our vinyl release show. Awesome. Is that scheduled? Is that It has just gone into production, the album, so now we know what the time frame is, and we know when we can set it up. So I just sent, he sent some dates to me, I sent some dates to him, which I consider personally impactful. He was owner of the Stone Church during some of my favorite years of the Stone Church. And I got to see badass chowder recipe. Oh my god, this guy—he's like, "What am I going to do tonight? I'll bring in the North Mississippi All Stars." Check this out. Yup. What? Okay. Uh, You want to see Moonboot Lover next weekend? Yes, I do. Actually, is Peter Prince? Yeah, Peter Prince is going to be there. Of course, I want to see this. How about Butthole Surfers? They got the Butthole Surfers play there in a packed, tiny room. The Butthole Surfers take the stage. Thank you. That show was. Ridiculous. Goddamn ridiculous. Butthole surfers at the Stone Church. <laughs> just so you I, know, I just love saying it. But yeah, yeah, it's a lot of words surfers. that don't work well All of them together. together. That it's night an old punk band from oh, they're great. the West Coast. So but good. Texas. Surfers. They're from Texas. Yeah. Texas. Texas. From the Mid Coast. The Mid. The Lowlands. The South Coast. Yeah. So, but yeah, he was he was owner of the Stone Church for some of my absolute favorite years, and uh, with the the mighty legendary. Is this the right time period that Andrew May was on the soundboard and it never sounded so goddamn good? <laughs> Andrew yeah. May is an uh, angel on earth, and he's uh, he he's one of the great people from he's, around here who's quote really made it. In other words, he, right. he decided what he wanted to do, went he out and did it, did it, and now he's out doing sound for absolute legends like Bob Dylan and shit. The and grateful motherfucking he's a, a wonderful, yeah. I mean, he's a Sweet monster. Jesus. Weird yeah, Al. He's monster. Absolutely incredible. And, Wait, uh, you what? Were, yeah. Wait. Weird Al too. Uh, yeah, Weird Al. <clears throat> Andrew's working on the Weird yes, Al he tour? Did, he did. He you did. heard it right. He did Fuck. FOH for Weird Al. Fuck. Yep. Weird Al tour is not easy to do sound for. Oh, my God. That is and a tight fucking sick. show. Yeah, for who do you anyone get? anyone who has never seen Weird Al no, 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 fucking no. serious. No, no, no. It's not what you think it is. Go see it. It's who do, so fucking Who do you get tight. for that, though? Who do you get for that? When you think to yourself, if I could have anybody because I can pay them, who would I get? 
and he goes Andrew May. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yeah, that just having shaken the guy's hand and knowing that he is as as true a human as as he is, it's right. like that's one time the universe got it right. You know, yeah, like, for sure. Congratulations, and yeah, a monster musician as monst- well. Like. I- Fucking hey! For just a hot minute, I got to play with him and Adamas. Also, he came oh, into cool. jam with us one time, and it was magic. I feel like most people only get to play with him for a hot minute. I played yeah. with him for a hot minute. And yeah, like, just may, band, Andrew may band. may or may not be able to. He said may a lot in that sentence. Yeah, well, uh, hey, may or may not may be have. able to rock the mic as well. Oh, he definitely can rock the mic. <laughs> speaking of, on. Speaking of band names. Yeah, right. Solid 8. Solid 8 was a good one. Solid 8 is okay, one. but I'll bet you that we can do better in this room right now. So, would you like to go around the room? First band name, please go. First band. Ryan, kick it ever off. That you were in. You were a child. You were like, It's okay if hey, it's man. embarrassing. We're all no, here that's for the you. Whole point. It's, it's, I'm a uh, fucking vampire. What do you want? So our, our first, our, so Justin and I have been playing music together since we started. Right. Yeah. But it moves. Being alive. Okay. <laughs> since we started being alive. Uh, so our first. Our first band name was. <laughs> we had a big following. A lot of adults. Mostly adult contemporary. Mostly adults. <laughs> it's very big with that crowd. Yeah. Uh, it didn't last very long. He sounds so cute. Yeah. You guys graduated to change my diaper, the band. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, and and uh, I think ultimately ended up being uh, stay in this room. Yep. That was that was our final project. I got no. into the juice box. It's pretty heavy. <laughs> <laughs> Went off the rails around three. But our our first Three's band name problem. was called uh, Brand X. Not bad. Nice. Not yeah. bad. You went down the generic concept. Yeah. Totally. Right. We started jo- We started off generic, you know, to kind of brand Y. You, you want to hear? I think Phil generic. Collins actually had a uh, band. That's why we stopped brand doing X. it. Yeah, because and of Phil Collins. It was yeah, embarrassing we, because he's a great Phil Collins, not the greatest jazz prog drummer no. of all time. He should have just called yeah. it Brand Phil Collins. That would everyone would have known about. That's it. the only reason why everybody watched right. the band. Yeah. yeah, I think you should call it uh, Collins Mix. Collins Mix. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Collins. Tom Collins. He should just say his name to Tom. <laughs> anyway, but it was on. bad. We were real. Well, we the, were really bad. But Brand X. Yeah, Brand Brand X was the one um, that we don't tell anyone about. So our, we just did our official everybody. Our official first band name was called Out Mode, and uh, that's the one that we actually presented to people. Right. Because you know Phil Collins owned Brand X, and we're not close to even as good as he is. So. Legend. You know, you got to be better. If you're going to steal looking. something from someone. Or you got to have the money. You also don't have Phil Collins' money. No, no, no. no. Very, very, very empty few Collins' do. money. No, he's up there with Peter Gabriel <laughs> money. Yeah. How about the doctor over there? I'm assuming, Justin, do you have some of the add to that? These are the same bands? Were you in a different band? Yeah, those were the Did you cheat? On Ryan with a different band. I actually really? did. I, in college, I was in another band. I didn't know we were going to bring that, this up. Nah. <laughs> it's a sore spot. This is really tough for me. I didn't go to college. <laughs> well, neither did I. And I teach at one. So oh, there you go. nice. So you go to one frequently now. <laughs> yeah, he goes to college. Twice Free. a week. Twice, twice a week. Yeah. Both of you guys graduated debt-free. Congrats. <laughs> True. Thanks. Thanks. That's the way to go. Yeah, it is. What was the name of that band? Uh, it was called uh, Pikachu Thunder Attack Now. Fuck yeah. Awesome, dude. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> Slow down. Were there four? Show, show me the tattoo. Four? I know you have one. Were there, were there Full four? belly. Did you say four things or three things? That was four. Do it four again. Things. Pikachu. Pikachu Thunder Attack now. 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 Oh, very nice. It's a command. 
Of course it was. Yeah. Everyone knows that. Yeah. We all knew that, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. I'm just saying. I can't believe I'm the only one who defining that. it as a command. Wow. Oh, that's yeah. that. Wow. Yep. Was Se- that second place in the White Pines College uh, talent show? There. Can't do much better than that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> we we, we could have uh, done first place. <laughs> but the ceiling had to come can back we, down. Can no. we just you don't want to be first to, place? Yeah, I was going to say yeah, not fuck to first place. Not to like you know open old wounds, but what band won? You know, I don't even remember their names. I believe they were called like you know why? Because it was a shitty something? name. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> it was a dumbass name. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's Pikachu Thunder Attack. Now that's going. It's only slightly better than top Brand fifteen X. for the. Oh uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. If I get to choose top, uh, in my world, well, you just did. Yeah, in my world, that's top fifteen, top 15? for the news podcast. Perfect. Yeah, wow. Nice. Oh, that's high on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, gotta well, say, I don't. My, my number one of all time is Smooth Deuce. Smooth <laughs> Deuce. <laughs> I completely forgotten about it. Wow. It's awful. And it's it was their awesome. high school band, and it they thought it was getting, cool, like it, it sounded like a car or something. <laughs> but it's totally Smooth Deuce. It no. keeps getting better. We play rockabilly. I've got to go. That's anyway. just something you hope for as you get older, right? Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eat more kale. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of smoothies. I don't know. I have a perf. I have a little space in my heart for Snappin' Gomez. <laughs> Snappin' Gomez is good. We have so a personal bad. connection so with good. one of the snappers. From I know, but the it's Gomez so though. weird. I want it to be so gross, and I don't think it is. I have no idea what it means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, nice, nice care. work. <laughs> so, Sean uh, Haney, what's I the deal? More generic. Well, I, how, I mean, how old were you? Were I mean, you've been in a million bands, I right? Have. So we're talking first bands. I have um, very first, first one though. Very first band wasn't named. Uh, it was Doesn't me count. playing with uh, a guy that got to tour a hell of a lot more than right. I ever have or ever will. Uh, Carlton Page out oh, nice. of Concord now. Yeah. He's a strings player. Guy's a master at what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, I I started playing with him, and we played a lot of Hendrix stuff. Um, so you know, his drummer, massive jazz head, and it it only it, it spoke to me. So I played a lot of that. Were you playing? You were playing drums in that. I was playing drums. I got you. I was just getting started. Um, Gotta and then, say, maybe not totally a band because didn't have a name. Keep going. You think I? You know what? I'd have to reach out to Carlton and ask him. You know, did we put a name on that? What yeah. we were doing? But I don't. I don't know. We went out and played any places, so maybe not that. Um, but then, for the purpose of of the podcast, which is me, I would assume <laughs> it's probably not going to be as good as Smooth Deuce. So let's Smooth go to the Deuce next one. The best. Turmoil. If you oh, want to go goodness. generic, yeah. that's yeah. not. Well, you say generic, although. I see the sticker in my head. Yeah, no, yeah. I think Turmoil is a solid. Oh, you could go any direction. You could go. Yeah. You know, like. Embodiment of Turmoil. I may as well have named it Angst. Like, as a teenager, that seems to me to be generic. But maybe it's just a good band name. You know, you could do Angst with like two G's or something like that. You know what I mean? Like something stupid. Turmoil, Turmoil, I think, is solid for the time. Like, it's better than Stained with a D, you know? Was it like Tur and then the guy who does the. The surgery for the uh, for the little babies there. What? No? What the fuck are you talking about? Where did you, you come off this you'll get, train? You'll, you'll get this when you listen back. Keep the going. babies turmoil. Keep going. Anyway, so okay. go on. So uh, we we <laughs> played the Bishop Brady talent show. And, oh uh, my goodness! Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, we we played a song that I wrote called "At Ease," as in my mind is now at ease. Right. Uh, and it was uh, it was awesome. We got a, a huge applause. Uh, but the person who won it uh, may as well have been creating the show American Idol. And she was just your typical generic. She did all of the, the singing that you would expect her to do. And like, 
Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amazing vocal gymnastics for you know a fifteen-year-old who's right. trying real hard. Like everybody loved it, and they they so she ended up winning. But in my estimation, we got the best applause. The You're best still round. bitter. Yeah, I'm totally. I'm okay. a very competitive person. Oh, you can tell I that about that. me. My, my demeanor is. Very we share that in common. Wound John. very tight. Right. Now, Somehow, then, no one ever heard of her again. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Nobody's heard of me either. Relax. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to get shit like that back, though. You know. Losing, yeah. Losing to uh to the wrong person. What else then? And uh, Merkaba was another one. Uh, Merkaba. Yeah. Uh, does that mean something cool? It does. Well, it the Merkaba is the point of unition between light energy and physical matter. So. See Briggs. There you go. Yeah. Everybody's got one. Yeah. Um, that one was, uh, that was off the wall. That, that was with uh, a guitar player that, uh, very briefly was with me in Sixel side, uh, which <laughs> he knows how to play the game. Yeah. What? So Sixel side, it's dyslexic backwards. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you just made you got me, dude. You got, me right you got Briggs top 10 on that one. Wow! Yeah, because I'm like what? Untouchable. <laughs> yeah. I'm like what kind? Say it again, say it again. Sixel side, sixel side. What yeah, I'm saying it. is, it feels like, as I'm sure you know, it feels like some sort of suicide, like pixel side yeah, or whatever. Right, right. Sickle cell anemia. Yeah, right. yeah but you at know? the same time, when you say it's this, oh, that's really so it's dyslexic good. backwards. Uh, sixel side. That was a that was a good one. Um, that was a good so he he came with you, me and we started playing with a, a we should play in a band that plays all the songs backwards that's a really good that idea. Would be too bad the band name is already taken though hmm. I, I, wrote, I wrote a poem one time that went if you read it i have a feeling it's available yeah you can find it it's out there uh if you read it front ways it means one thing and then you can read it line for line backwards and it means something relative but different right or like right, a, right, a, right a change of course right. and and I that guess sounds a, like a lot of work. It's a lot of play. <laughs> yeah, I, I have fun. I like having fun with words. Right. Um, but after, uh, so Sixel Side and then uh, Merkaba, and then I was in a band, uh, Division Tree, for a right. while. That's a great name anyway. That one, yeah. yeah that was, uh, we, the, we, we talked a little while before uh, going with that one, but that one came actually from a, a guy that was like the super fan of that band, Dave. Uh, dude was awesome. He was always at the shows. He was always dancing. He was always bringing people. He was one of those fans you always hope to have. Right. You know, just a massive supporter of the band. Um, but he had drawn something when when he and the singer Ryan were in college, and uh, he really loved the name Division Tree. So we, uh, you know, said, "Do you mind if we use that?" Because it was something else right. when I first joined the band, and. Uh, when after I joined and we started writing what we started writing, it was like, okay, so we're going to take this a little bit more seriously now and put something cohesive together. And, um, we settled on that name and it, it was a, it was a more appropriate name. It's it, a great name. Yeah. I liked that one. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, that was, that was my, <laughs> no deuce. That was, we played, Deuceless. we played stuff in that band. I tried to play things that were as imaginative as, as would keep me interested and keep me entertained. Uh, but, uh, attainable enough that I, you could just play the thing and people will tap their feet and they'll dance right. along at the same time. My artistic outlet was Adamas Pandera, which we mentioned earlier. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I took a, a brief hiatus. I got I got more than angry at the the club scene and the owners and the it's people, the promoters. The, oh, the promoters! <clears throat> I, I there were a handful of people in Boston I made rich and just 
or we made and then just they, they just take all the money and you know you don't end up with anything it's not what it was for but right. you know at the same time like if there's money flowing and we're not receiving any of it you know someone what the fuck right if you're doing the work yeah so i took some time off and then i started working with uh anthony and and ryan and uh he had a name that he was mulling around which was the west india company right so we took that on played a couple of places and then he just didn't have time so i jumped in with cursed on earth and that's Mm -hmm. where i am presently where did you get this name cursed on earth yep um so we actually started well not started so the the band we had before uh was called gilius thunderhead and now it's based off of uh, a video game a character in a video game and there was a lot of people in what this video band. game golden axe obviously golden axe. yeah so we had normally played with four people yes in an arcade in an arcade exactly and gilius thunderhead was the, the dwarf the dwarf who yeah. was the color green. green right of course because dwarves are always green of course Please and continue. he had an axe as they always do so racist well, it was golden axe yeah that. yeah if i remember correctly the the warrior what is the fucker's name fabio oh that was uh axe battler axe battler yeah. right and it, his name was axe battler but like he's battling with an axe he's but he's got a sword he doesn't have an axe <laughs> and you're like what the fuck man how do you call yourself axe battler anyway get this what's well, he this? didn't call himself that his parents called him that do you want it don't good tell point. me what to good do good point do you want to jump all the way up until the future which is now my friend Eric, who, uh, who who Briggs knows really well, he's a wonderful concept artist. For fucking real, he's working for. I'm sorry, I'm I'm con- I'm gonna bookmark your uh, your story for a second. Take and the mic. We've talked too much. He goes <laughs> and uh, and and he does beautiful concept. He works for a company in in uh, in the area in Boston area, and uh, they work for Capcom. And they did a one of these you know uh, mobile games where you're kind of matching things and stuff, but you win certain things and all this kind of thing. It's a great game. But it's all based on Sonic and his friends. And his friends are other Capcom IPs, intellectual properties. One of them is Golden Axe. So I'm playing this thing, you know, supporting my friend. And it's great. And then they actually come in and talk to one another, which is sort of the cool thing to do on mobile games right now. Where So Sonic is talking to, you know, someone from Shinobi or whatever. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Like that kind of thing. They're jumping across the Cool IPs. crossovers. Out comes Axe Battler, right? <laughs> and then, like one of the Sonic—I forget what her name is—the little, uh, um, like a, a cat-looking cat. one with like lipstick, and she's oh. sort of white, look, you know, a white fur. I forget her name, but anyway, um, she's like, "Why is your name Axe Battler if you don't have a sword?" Oh. And I'm like looking at the phone, like, "God damn it! That's so exactly what I'm thinking." Playing this silly little game, and I'm like, "They're saying, I thought I was in a Roberta Flack song." <laughs> Wow, I don't think that was a pity laugh. Is that funny? No, that's yeah. legit. Was that legitimately funny? Yeah, I'll give you that one. That could be the first time I was ever legitimately. I, I think I was funny. See, Roberta Flack had a song. It was called. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, if you explain it, life, it's not funny, man. Like, take the win oh, and then man. keep moving. Touching my life it. with your words. All right, too late. It's not funny anymore. Killing me softly with his song. Killing me softly. Killing man, me I want to ask two times. Did you know our friend? Good time. Uh, I think you, you, Gene. Oh, uh, uh, Gene McDaniel's wrote a song for uh, Roberta Flack. Well, shit, it's not going to be Roberta Flack, is it? Damn. I don't know, man. Yeah, that was one of his big hits. 
But yeah, anyway. He had a lot of hits and he's yeah, the fucking shit. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Good. Very aggressive on that one. <laughs> he with was, authority. Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a fact. Is why the man is no longer like with us, but he was a, uh, a monster. Yeah. Anyway. For fucking real. Look <laughs> yeah. at Kittery Point, Maine. Oh. Anyway. We were just talking a little bit earlier about the legends and being around. The, uh, it, I, I think the coolest fact on the planet right now is that uh, Bob Dylan is still alive with us? Like, can you? All right. So right. I'm think about this for a minute. Like the 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 times that we're in, the things that are there uh, that are going on. This is that's like equivalent to John Lennon still being alive. Wouldn't you yeah, he feels iconic him? or cartoony. He doesn't feel Would, like a real thing. Right. Yeah. Transposed whatever it was that he was when he started, but he's still like around. Wouldn't uh, to me that seems like he would be the most interesting cat to talk to on the planet right now. Like, uh, can't completely candid. What's going through your head right now? Right. Like, how do you think we got where we are? What do you think uh, led to this? And what do you think might get us out of here? Because as you, far as social commentary goes, that guy. You theoretically could. 60s could and ask, 70s. It was him. Right. Well, I mean. Well, Andrew, you know, Andrew this is also 40, 50 for you, years you removed from that point in time, yeah. too. So is his voice still relevant? I don't know. But uh, whether it's relevant or not, I bet he's got some interesting things to say. And right. I, a lot of I would just be afraid, you know, like the crotchety old man. I'd love you know to what hear I mean? it. Oh, my yeah, God. For sure, right? was yeah, yeah, for sure. He was a crotchety young man. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, if if Lennon was still alive, wouldn't you want to talk to him for a few minutes? Like, just be like, you've yeah. lived all through all of this. Yeah. Your brain has been working. You're you're right. you know. What's I don't know if I would head? ask Paul McCartney that though. I know I wouldn't either. Yeah, it's <laughs> weird. No, no, let's just write another silly love song, you guys. Nope. Oh no, 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 no. No, we're talking. This is the the Muse podcast. We're talking about creators. Oh wow! Oh, Burn calling them out. Super burn. I mean, if they had just acknowledged where they were getting their inspiration from, the the point Black Black South, I would have had no problem with them. But I and actually, John Lennon did at some point. You know, he kind of came. Lennon did. I give him a pass. So, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was a Roberto Flack song that he wrote. Oh, Uh, Gene McDaniel's. He wrote, "That's the time for the win." I feel like making love to you, which was a hit for Miss Roberta Flack. And that's probably why Gene could afford to live uh, in Kittery <laughs> along the ocean. He was also down covered the by the Beastie Boys. Daryl Hall or whatever. He was covered by the Beastie Boys on Ill Communication as well. What an so album. he was sampled. Oh, is he yeah. the guy who said he was going to put his dick in the mashed potatoes? No. No? Okay. Um, no, Gene was a guy. classy man. <laughs> Sang with Miles Davis. Yeah, it wouldn't have been mashed potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> This is a uh, this is a, a hell of a podcast we, we've done here. Would you like to uh, play us out? Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. I guess we can. So do that. Yeah, yeah. before you slide over there, it's okay. Just before we go, so you talked about you you got some vinyl coming out. Oh, How actually, do right. Touch. There's That's some, exciting. There's something special about. So we oh, released yeah. the album, um, the the volume two, volume two. Uh, on CD. Uh, it's out there, available for streaming. Um, it's on all download. major streaming play. 150. Yeah. I'm assuming that I'm going to look up Cursed on Earth, and this is going to be Cursed on. You can, can find I us find it on Rhapsody. No, you can find us on. <laughs> actually, you probably actually can. probably yeah, yeah. You probably it's can. One yeah. of the hundred and seventy. Do you do like Distrokid? Do you guys we, use Distrokid? Uh, we looked at Distrokid, and I almost went with them just because the guy that started is a drummer, and yeah. I was like, "That's my people right there." Uh, but there was somebody that uh, gave us a couple of pointers along the way in okay, releasing right this, on. and he was like, uh, "If I had to, I've been in this industry a long while. I would, I would point you towards CD Baby." So right. we went with them, and. Right. You know, I have I have no qualms, no issues. They've been great so far. Right on. Um, 
Yeah, but, I was just curious. I'm not like promoting anything or whatever. I'm just I just want to know. Sure. Yeah. 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 So yeah. we went with them and they put out to like a hundred and however many sure. places, 160 some seven. I mean, like all of them. Everything. Yeah. It's, if you if you Shazam us because you're hearing us from one awesome. of our own car speakers or something. <laughs> um, so when you Shazam yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Usually. Yeah. I, I was thinking it. I just I mean, well, whatever. Loud, Fair enough. Right. I learned. Of course, thi- you're going to do it. I learned like, thing, why would you not? I learned Little a thing point. today. You can't listen to your song on iTunes and then also Shazam it. It goes quiet and goes ding. I'm also um, getting really tired of driving around in the winter with my windows down with the <laughs> radio cranked, just trying to get people to like, you know, Shazam us. Hey, what is that song? Let me Shazam it. Yeah. Real quick. Get, wait till spring. Yeah. Try so, again. so we went through them. Um, but we also have it on CD. You can find us at cursedonearth.com. Right. Um, yeah, that's probably the way to, the place to that's go. The on. To that's, go you know, you yeah. find a bunch of... Um, Unless you're looking for information. Stickers and buttons and merch and T-shirts and all kinds of stuff like that. Oh, really? But, oh, yeah. Oh, that, right off... off that's Earth. fantastic. Yeah. Uh, we, if you want to listen to the album uh, ahead of time and you don't have a streaming service or something, just go to cursedonearth.com. We it's put it there. up for free. You There's can listen button. to the whole thing. One of the nicest things that you can do for any band, I'm going to speak for you guys. I'm sure you maybe, if you want to... Uh, adapt this afterwards but one of the nicest things you can do for any band is go pick up a t-shirt give them a little cash they're going to make some money off the t-shirt but you're also going to promote the band through just wearing it uh merchandise is it's fun people make to make like to make fun of it it's like they it's like commercial it's not it's it's a way of interacting with the band on on a really positive way. our merch game is pretty strong Wait until you see it it's not just cursed on earth on a t-shirt it's justin's artwork so there's a lot of digital artwork that goes into what we do and it's it all ties along with the music and it's more it's um this is this is a, a vast overstep, but my my hope is that it would take on sort of a gorilla's kind of feel, where the Beautiful. artwork and the music are very very right. intertwined. The style well, of everything fits together. Yeah, yeah, and it's not us. It's not. Yeah, we're we, going to be pulling ourselves back. Actually, nobody more and wants more. to look at our our fugly no, mugs. No, so. definitely not. And especially as we get older, just look at the illustrations. You don't want to see us. Yeah, just, you get you only get fuglier. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't get any better. It's uh, we're long past. Speak that. for yourself, Frank. Yeah, I mean you. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like we said before, you're a fucking vampire. Damn, man. Gina. Seventy nine. <laughs> Looking good for seventy nine. Damn, Gina. <laughs> Like five people get that joke. <laughs> I am one of them. So you got four more. So yeah, we got a lot of lot of lot of really awesome artwork that goes into the t shirts and the and the hoodies and stuff. Yeah, so, but it does support. There. It does massively support. It's part of how we are able to make the artwork that we want to make and not have to worry about making something It's that, a wonderful thing. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody can tap their toe too and simply exist. Cursed on earth.com is Cursed yes. on earth dot com. Uh, so the vinyl, the vinyl that we're about to put out is we we wanted to do you know a, a lot of people that would hear us you know will hear it off of the album or streaming or something sure. so what we wanted to do we wanted to do something a little special for the vinyl to get people interested in the vinyl itself you know we wanted we every time we put something up we try and make it itself a complete its own thing not just keep sure pressing the same thing out and you know and everything so um, we actually teamed up with Mixtape, who Courtney is here now, uh, acapella group Mixtape, and they're phenomenal. Um, Holy crap, phenomenal. Yeah, so they actually wrote a part to... Uh, we, we played a show together uh, at the Stone Church a year, two years ago? Was it two years ago? A year and a half? Almost, almost two years so ago. So between a year and two years ago, somewhere in there, uh, we played a show at the Stone Church together, and uh, it went really, really, really well. It was It was amazing. Um, and you know, that was when it was kind of brought up to us that 
they kind of wanted to, you know, mess around with some of our music, you know. Um, the only problem was we didn't have anything to give them so they could listen to it or whatever. So uh, we were in the studio. We we were kind of running out of time um, for it. And then all of a sudden... Kind of op- running out of time. <laughs> we, were, we had run out of time. We ran out we of time. We got it in with hours. Yeah. It, and so, you know, this opportunity came up where um, they had written a part to 5th of May and asked to perform it. And so we, we paid for them to come into the studio and actually record over 5th of May. And it is incredible. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. So that's actually, at this moment, well, once once the vinyl comes out, it's the only way to get this song. Oh, I see. So the way to listen to that will be by the vinyl. Right. Right. So yeah. instead of 5th of May, as we played on the CD, and as you can stream it, 5th of May is actually featuring mixtape on the vinyl. Wonderful. And it's that's these awesome. absolutely it's amazing. incredibly haunting absolutely. harmonies and the this ethereal ghost part that's just well, like this really high... Right. Courtney is singing that part and there's like this call that goes back and forth between Joel and Justin that like follows it pans just a little bit side to side and you get this feeling of like you're in this kind of weird not here but not there state and then yeah it's it's Which something is the theme of the song anyway. it's totally a ghost story so right. it fits so perfectly and, and and this is this is again something we can get through cursed on earth event, when we it's release available it. now or when does it drop Not yet no the vinyl is going into production right now yeah right. this is a very new 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 thing gotcha. yeah great as yeah. in right now Burling, burlington vinyl is uh, burlington records is doing it for us it's awesome vinyl. incredible guys yeah uh the release of that will be uh Odds on uh, towards the end of May. Right, so cool. Look at so it. not Button far at all. Stage. Not Possibly. far at all, no. Well, it's going to be a couple weeks before this comes out anyway. So, right. Uh, no, I just didn't know if it was going to be like a six-month to a year right. sort of no, no, no. vibe or whatever. It's coming no, no. out fucking soon. They're, oh, yeah, yeah they're, no. they're we're, knocking we're it on it. Yeah, they're we're knocking it out pretty quick for us. Good. They're, great. They're, they're great up there. Um, so that'll be released at the Button Factory stage. Uh, we'll be playing uh, Bacon Fest this year. I want to give yes. A, I want to give a shout out to Continuum Arts Collective. Yep. Uh, out of uh, North Berwick, uh, Martin, the legendary. I'm sorry, Martin, the legendary Martin England, and his wife Jen, and yeah. his wife Jen, yeah. and of course the ridiculously talented band of people that he has. Thank Sean Daniels, mm. with massive inspiration for me. Uh, thanks to Gravity Days. Day. Wow. And, uh, and, and Courtney. SD's getting funky. Yes. Let's not go down that road. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Just go, go, go on his Facebook Courtney. or his Instagram. Oh my goodness. He's getting funky. Courtney and Jesse, two of the most talented musicians to come out of this area. Yep. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. The whole crew. Uh, really amazing. Courtney, Jesse, um, but we'll be playing the Bacon Fest this year, which is going to awesome. be wonderful. Andrew, I'm, I'm looking player, forward yeah. to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have a soft spot in my heart for bacon. Anyway, yeah, I mean most people. do. All I heard was bacon, and I was like, "Yeah, I want." That's all some. I heard those, those too. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I was like, "Yep, bacon." Yeah. I'm in. What's Anybody who's interested in bacon fest, uh, it doesn't matter. It's already sold out. So is it? there you go. I'm sure it is. By the time probably, I'm just gonna go to Market Basket yeah. and buy some more bacon yeah. and have a bacon yeah, fest at my house. It's a, it's, a, it's, it's, it's an underground you're thing all invited. that happens every year. It's crazy. If you have, they have another one. Actually, Continuum Continuum Arts is doing. Revel in the meadow. In the so metal. that's if something that you're uh, interested in getting involved in. You're, it's a wonderful thing. They're giving uh, instruments to people who can't, young people who can't afford it, and uh, they've Damn, done so many amazing, amazing things. Yeah. I mean, it's a, a, a continuum with two U's uh, arts collective. The show I'm talking about right now, they do a bunch of things. Is Revel in the Meadow June first. 
June 1st, which will be also up here in the Seacoast area. It's actually a little north of the Seacoast area. Well, I mean, June 1st is June 1st everywhere. It is. Point. I was thinking locationally, but yes, gotcha. temporally. My bad. You are, no, you are dead on. It's your good. Spring Hill Farm, if I'm not mistaken. Is I'm not. Right? I don't. I don't know what that is, but I'm sure uh, certainly Continuum South, Arts South and uh, and and uh, some of the uh, work that's happening at the Last Waltz, which will probably have already happened after probably. this. Probably. I can't. It wait. Happened, but by the time this comes out, I can't um, wait. We actually just saw something that's really interesting. Just sort of uh, business talk, which is. Uh, for people who aren't in, in bands and don't know how it works, if you sell out a show, there's then there's a locked amount of money that's going to come in from the show. So it allows the band and all the people involved to decide and figure out who's getting what before you even play the show. And in the case of a charity, that means we can see how much is going to the charity ahead of time. And it's oh. a wonderful thing. Yeah, yeah. So this is a really good thing. The band's playing. Uh, his it, most uh, Many of Marty's friends and, and people who are friends of Continuum Arts are playing the entire last waltz from the beginning to the end, uh, with minus I think two songs or whatever. But uh, and that will have happened by the time this came out. But uh, once again, thank you very much for bringing up Continuum Absolutely Arts Collective. If you have an extra thousand dollars, you have no idea what to do with. Or twenty bucks. Yeah. I mean, it, they're Drop literally it. giving guitars to you know young people who right. can't afford them. I mean, twenty and bucks is cool too. Recording know? equipment, putting pianos in schools—they're just doing crazy, crazy good. It's amazing. Stuff. Yeah, I I can't think of anything negative about it, and it all comes from Marty and Jen. So, super sweeties. Yeah, let's pull this shit together, people. Yeah. Are you going to play us one out? more song? Yeah. Hit us. What are you going to play us? We're going to attempt to play a song. This is a very, very, no, you're very going brand. to play it. In the right? are in the in the yeah in the spirit of the the podcast, all yeah, new. brand new, right? Yeah, it's well, love it. Oh, it's brand new. As of last night, we sort of worked the rest of it out. Yeah, that's think, wonderful. We think we can yeah. play it. That's wonderful. I so think this is the place to do this. I hope so. God, I hope so. You're been, a great drummer. A I'm sure we'll get it fine. Thank you. Thank you for that. All right, we'll slide on over there. Perfect. Uh, you got to check up your check your sound there. Make sure you yeah. know what you're doing. Are you yeah, going to play gonna, the banjo? Or you're switching. Nope, back? You guys, you guys are holding the correct instruments. Or no, no, we okay. are not. <laughs> we typically don't. We start off wrong. You need to get like a double neck acoustic guitar banjo. Double neck. It's called a kablamjo. Yeah, kablamjo. You got to get a kablamjo. <laughs> Sean has been trying to get that. Jeff Duchesne to make a fucking kablamjo. What the fuck? Calling him out. A kablamjo. Yes. What did, I I was Kablamjo is an acoustic guitar with a banjo in a double neck fashion. You didn't get that? I don't get the blam part, but I'm I'm no, in. It's called a kablamjo. It's a double neck. A you don't get to to debate. <laughs> no, the I'm name asking. I'm not debating. Debating. <laughs> it's called a kablamjo. And it's and it's half no. acoustic guitar, half banjo. It's a hundred percent banjo and a hundred percent acoustic guitar. I understand now. I didn't get it before, but now I do. It's got two necks, too, so it's not really 100% of both, but it's definitely 100% of both. Would Rick Nielsen play it if he played bluegrass? Uh, Rick Nielsen would play like a dual kablamjo, which has four necks, some that point to the left and some that point to the right. <gasps> wow, sort of like that metal guitar player who used to play both sides of the necks? Yes. What the hell was that guy's name? I mean, there was a lot of them. No, like, had like the one guy. He had like the neck that went to the west and the neck that went to the east, and he played tapping on both sides. What the fuck was that guy's Kyle name? Kyle Gas, Kyle Gas from Tenacious it's D. Not <laughs> Kyle Gas from Tenacious D. He definitely did it. He I'm might not, not have been the first. Not saying he could watch the Peck of Destiny, man. He does it. <laughs> I've seen the Peck of Destiny, and I know that he did it. 
so that's, that's what, what I'm saying. About. It, this guy's first. like Vivian Campbell or something, but it wasn't Vivian wasn't Campbell. Right. Right. I can see his giant, I'm from the 80s hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean saw this guitar modifier magazine. I it wasn't refused, guitar player. It was I one of the other magazines. I refuse to remember anyone but Kyle Gass is okay. my point. All right. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Just because you're leaving Tony McAlpine in the dust, I don't care. It's all good. All right. By the way, that was my five people got that joke. Joke. So here you go. I have four more to go. <laughs> you got to get them in quick. All right, guys. Thank you very much for this. It was very sweet. What is awesome. the, uh, the name of this song you're going to play? It's called Light Me Up. Fantastic. People. Do that to me. I hope you had a wonderful time. Thank you very much for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, Cursed on Earth.